to Maybe We'll Talk. I hope that everyone is hanging out and having a fine old remainder of spooky season. Around here, I feel like the spooky season kind of lasts through the beginning of September right up into Thanksgiving, really, with kind of the prime spooky season occurring before Halloween and then November being the sort of low-key maybe more spooky kind of time for Bo is Afraid and Mother with an exclamation point and, uh, oh, the type of unsettling things we've been talking about. So really, I guess Friday the 13th belongs in the first half, but you know what? It's all fair game uh, as far as horror content is concerned around this time of year and all year. I mean, obviously, I've been making this podcast all year and talking about horror movies and horror content all year. Wow, can you believe that in the last episode I did not, I gave a spoiler warning for Interstellar and not for men? We pretty broadly spoiled that one, so I apologize if you had not seen that movie. That is a good movie. We might show that in Discord at some point. There's a couple other, yeah, a couple of, there's, actually there's a long list. <laughs> a couple weeks ago I did put, get, put together a list of all the things that we had mentioned and that I would like to watch and talk about, so... We have plenty of stuff to look at, and we're we're chewing it up. Like I said, I'm uh, I'm writing a national novel writing month novel, and uh, that's taken a little bit out of me. So, but I mean, really, every episode of this season, I think I have conjectured as to whether this will be a one podcast a week podcast, one episode a week, and I think yes. <laughs> the option being more than one episode. So far, one has seemed fine. And especially, yeah, maybe we'll skip one. I do want to get out the KTE talk. I do want to get out the end of The Dragon Reborn. But anyway, you know what? They're coming out. This one's about Friday the 13th, part two. And this one is a little bit of a, you know, it kind of echoes last week's episode where we talked about Bo is Afraid, because I have a, well, for one thing, I've got a bunch of different conversations uh, to look at here. Um, and one of the ones in the middle is actually half of the conversation with Weebs that we listened to last week. Um, after his opinions about Bo and Star Wars, which we were talking about, he gave me his opinions about Friday the 13th and some other horror franchises, and we also talked about Skinner Inc. and uh, Robert Eggers, Nosferatu, yeah. So uh, yeah, so this one is this is a companion piece to last week's Bo is Afraid episode. A lot of different people here. Um, we're going to talk to Thrash and Michelle as we always do for the slasher series, the Friday the Thirteenth uh, retrospective, whatever it is we're doing. I gotta get in touch with them, but um, um, and schedule a part three. And see who else wants to be involved, because then we talk to Weebs. We're going to talk to Greenwood and Pete separately from a longer Greenwood conversation, which is going to occur after that. So all kinds. So let's get into it today. This is everybody's thoughts on Friday the 13th. I'll introduce people as we go along instead of... I sort of tried that last time. Yeah, we're getting, you know, we're still figuring. I'm still figuring out what's going on. And boy... There's a lot going on. The life is really rolling right along, and I'm into it. I had to cancel 
an event where I was going to sell soap this weekend and I feel like a sack of shit because of it. I am, I got very sick. I tested negative for COVID this time. Hooray. My mom broke her ankle. So that threw some wrenches into some things. My mom is the other half of the soap company, really. And she often accompanies me to these fairs and things where I sell soap. So that was a bummer. And, but she's going to be fine. She's got about four more weeks left. And we're as if you've ever had a family member with an injury where they've been told to stay in bed, you might be familiar with uh, <laughs> the tendency of such people to get out of bed. And it's really like a some kind of karmic justice because for me now i'm stressing about why won't she just stay in goddamn bed which is really how she felt about me and uh some injuries that i had for several years and i'm still not well i don't know i'm supposed to not be walking around too too much but she thinks that i'm you know she would like me to not do anything at all (laughs) so anyway yeah we haven't talked much about my physical condition. Weird. Where did we end up here? Anyway, for anyone listening to this podcast that doesn't know, I guess, you know, whatever. I got I got some injuries to my body and I wear braces on my legs to walk around. And I'm not even really supposed to walk around too much. So, wow. What were we going to talk about? slasher movies friday the 13th the soap company is uh, it's popping i like i feel really good about it which is why i feel so bad about not going to this thing this weekend and i got i got stuff coming up that i should promote this weekend and hopefully talk to some people to finalize plans for a thing going on two weeks from then that i'm that's what's kind of up in the air i've been doing some stressing out about soap business and permits and taxes and all these things that suddenly are things that I need to worry about. It's going good, I guess is what I mean to say. Everything else is rolling around, rolling right along. I took Lily to the vet. All the cats are doing good. She's fine. She's doing really good. There's a, there's a pot plant hanging in the back room. I don't recall when I hung it up. I can't tell. It seems like it has gotten very dry rapidly, but I don't know how long it's been there. And I'm not sure it's quite ready, even though the leaf seems really dry, but some of the stems seem kind of soft, and I haven't been, obviously, keeping an eye on it. So, who knows? I'll probably smoke it soon. <laughs> I'll probably take it down and trim it up and smoke it really soon. So, yeah, I guess, obviously, everything's going great around here. If you don't know, I'm Dave. Check all my garbage out at Koya DK. Dot TV. Maybe I should have said I'm Dave, aka Koya DK. That's Koyahoga like the river, which is pronounced Cuyahoga. And DK as in Death Knight. Dot TV. Yeah, that was a rambling intro, but I'm glad I'm glad that we took a moment to catch up. If you've been listening to this show, I hope you enjoy me talking to my friends on the phone because that's what this show is about and that's what we're going to do right now mostly we're going to talk about friday the 13th part two but probably some other things so thanks for hanging out stay tuned for more advertising about my other projects after the episode and yeah i said i was going to try to introduce each segment 
these won't all, this isn't going to be a trend. Every episode we do from now on isn't going to be a bunch of segments. But I, well, who knows? Maybe that's maybe they will be. I don't know. Who knows where the roads will take us in the end. Um so yeah. So this first segment, please introduce my good internet friends and the people I started talking to about slasher movies, Michelle and Thrash Keshu. And uh, yeah, we'll have links to everyone's places that they can be seen on the internet, if applicable, in the show notes. Thanks for being here. Boy, without any further ado for real this time, here is Thrash and Michelle and several other people eventually talking about Friday the 13th, part two. Johnny Depp shirt. Yep. And there's another guy there. Maybe the cop. Oh, wouldn't it be great if her eyes opened up? Come on. Oh my god. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. At one point. Oh, I wanted them to open up so bad. So Michelle, uh, you are muted. If you are here, I, oh, I'm here. I just I muted it in case I dozed off. So if I was snoring, you wouldn't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> you you would be surprised how many people I've listened to snoring uh, here in Discord. Yes, it happens. It I, I did I did doze, so I think I probably missed a bunch of things. But I saw a head in a fridge, and I saw some boobs, and I saw people get stabbed together. Oh, oh you saw the people stabbed together. Yes, I did see oh, that. The people kebab. Yeah, that was Vicky yeah. and Mark. Boy. Yeah. That's a pretty that was a tough one. No, that no, it wasn't Vicky and Mark. Boy. God, this one was so hard to figure out who was who. Uh, that was that Sandra was... and Jeff. Whoever was in bed, right? Yeah, Sandra, it was Sandra and Jeff. There were a lot of couples in this one. And you know what? We never found out what happened to Ted or everybody else at the bar. The only reason that Ted and the disappearing black guy are in the film is because... Is so that at that very last scene... You don't you you're one you're thinking it's gonna be them coming in through the door. Oh, and so if you missed the very end, Michelle, Jason does not did not kill the dog. Who is at the door in the end? Yeah. The little dog. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's great. That so that's and I knew it. I knew Jason wouldn't kill the dog. I don't think he does. He just he just fucking hates teenagers. And he's just, I, and I'm not saying, wow, what I'm about to say is unrelated to that last, to the last thing. Because I'm about to say, I do honestly have empathy for Jason that I do not have for other 
other killers. Because we talked about Pamela being sympathetic. And it's not it's not because I also would like to go out and, and kill cheer, cheerleaders. Wow. I'm... <laughs> Does, do, you, do you want the shovel there, Kuya? Cheerleaders just... weren't even on the table, but I want to make sure everyone knows, everyone hears me say that I that it's not because of a desire to kill teenagers. It's a Freudian slip, huh? Yeah. <laughs> cheerleaders. <laughs> I was thinking of Renfield, how Dracula wants a bus full of cheerleaders delivered to him. That's fun. Have you? Are you guys from, even from? Do you know the Renfield movie? It's on Amazon Prime. It. It's a recent one. Yeah, I heard, I heard mixed reviews, but it, it, it looked like it was good. I mean, it's I like, funny. I, it's silly. I, it's I, dumb. I like Nick Cage. Yeah, and it's got Nick Cage being just super. God damn it! It's got Nick play Nick Cage playing Dracula. So, so fuck yeah! Which from movie me. is that? Too? Renfield. Okay. Uh, it's got is his name is is Nick Holt. An actor that was in, he was in X-Men and uh, a movie called Warm Bodies. And uh, yeah, he's kind of a really, he does a good sort of dead faced, (laughs) kind of bewildered guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of more things because he was very, I feel like for a while he was in a lot of very similar kind of roles. I'm surprised that he wasn't in like fucking Jennifer's body or something like that or the fucking Nightmare remake. He I feel like he was he was doing good around that time. So there 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 are too many kids. There are too many kids in this one and the oh and the plot line it's I don't I think it it, it is it's just because a lot of what I even knew about the Friday the 13th story came from Freddy versus Jason, I guess. It just doesn't make sense to me that he's alive. I think, I feel like I had, maybe I saw Jason Goes to Hell and Freddy versus Jason. And because in Jason Goes to Hell, he's like possessing people and like jumping from body to body and turning into a worm and stuff. So I figured a bunch of weird stuff had happened during these movies, but I thought he was mostly dead. I thought that he died in the lake. So, starting right now, yeah, I... please, Michelle. I thought so. Fine, that's crazy. Yeah. So, and it, it's because I watched Friday Nightmare, <laughs> Friday Nightmare, Freddy versus Jason. Friday Nightmare. Friday Nightmare. Because Nightmare on Thirteenth Street. It, yes. Wow, that's what they should have called. Freddy versus Jason. I'll tell. Listen, I'll tell you what, Michelle. If you if you find yourself uninterested in watching Friday the Thirteenth movies, you have the button. Whenever you decide it's time to watch Fred, to skip it all and watch Freddy versus Jason, we can we can get on with so much heartache. I sort of. I mean, I feel like I feel like they get better starting with like three and four, maybe. But I'm thinking. But I also, but it is definitely, there are a lot of them and they are hit or miss. And man, a lot of, yeah. I do want to see Jason Takes Manhattan though. I was about to say, there are definitely ones that are highlights and there are definitely ones that take it in. I mean, they all kind of do something. This certainly does take, and really it's me. It's me. I'm just, I just, because of the few I was really you know introduced to this character uh not through this series 
And if Friday, if Jason goes to hell, if I saw that before or after Freddy versus Jason, who can say? But um, I just, yeah, it it is so weird to me that, uh, you know, it's, and I actually, I, I took note that in the first movie, w- w- during the recap, she doesn't actually say he's disabled or anything, Pamela. She just, she starts to say something and then she says... <clears throat> He couldn't swim very well. So you kind of get the idea. It was like she was about to drop a hard R or something like that. Yeah. Like, and then she caught herself. So I'm astounded that he chose to live in the woods and never be found. Because it's like, if he almost drowned and didn't, they never found him? No one looked for him? How could he have gotten away? What did he live on? How did he build that house? It's just... Now that I know that he was alive and grew for 10 years, 15 years, to be a, an adult man, I'm like, that does not sound like Jason Voorhees to me. <laughs> My mind is just so blown that because I just... That's why I asked you. I asked you when you think his life ends, like in what movie. And he's alive for like four or five of them. That's crazy. Really strange to me, yeah. When I found it out, I, and I still have not really gotten over it and i like but i wonder like because then they tie it into unless because like he you know almost drowned and he's so scared of water because of that because like that's what like in freddy versus jason i know that's what freddy uses against him like freddy's scared of fire obviously because he was burned to death but freddy lives in a fiery place though Yeah, but he doesn't want to be around fire. He's okay, like, oh, yeah. no he fire. doesn't. He doesn't want to catch on fire. That's that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Again, and Jason, I guess, is scared of water because he drowned, or I guess because he almost drowned and then survived and raised himself in the woods for fifteen years. Like what? <sighs> I guess you would, as a human, you probably would develop a fear of water if you almost drowned as a child. Yeah, of course. But. Later on, in, in films, let's say, six through seven or eight, he's living in that lake, like floating around, coming out of it to kill people in there all the time, underwater. Well, that's like that's like where like his tomb is or something, right? He's like at the bottom of the lake. Yeah, yeah. But he keeps, yeah. but he's staying there. But he's in there, you know, not like he doesn't want to be in there. Yo, it's me while I'm editing this, and, uh, yeah, I, I actually, I watched 6, 7, and 8 this weekend, which I really, the, the major Jason is Dead movies, only three of them, um, I mean, I'm not counting Hell and 10 because they're insane, but, anyway, I'm not really sure how much time he really spent, like, living in and floating around the lake, which was the impression I had, so, maybe I should... Wait until I see movies, until I start talking about what happens in them, and also maybe no one should listen to me <laughs> most of the time. Well, again, I, I don't think that anybody really had an idea for the canon for this character, especially with that that mad expedition dump that like Jenny gave at the bar. Oh, yes. Like, and this, yeah, it was a real Luke, you're my dad. Luke, you're my dad. <laughs> it was a real, she's going to explain 
Yeah, if you were, if you missed that part, the, the it was a, it was a real it was a real rosebud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she clear and there's she nails it. She tells she describes exactly what has happened. You know, like I was saying when we when we met a couple hours ago, that someone in this movie is gonna say he didn't drown. He lived in the woods and grew to be a man. <laughs> yeah. So that's what Ginny is saying. And uh, she has no reason to believe this. There ha- None of the murders were blamed on Jason or an unknown person at all. They were all Pamela's murders. Uh, no one has been back to the camp in five years. No one is looking for Jason. No one thinks he's alive except Ginny. So she's just talking to us. She's literally, hey, oh. yeah. Oh, oh, what was it? Uh, what, what, what if Jason is some kind of boy beast? Yeah, a boy beast boy in the beast. woods around here. Yes, that's what she says. She said boy beast, not a beast boy. A, but bo- a boy, beast. some kind of boy beast. Oh, it's great. That's a great thing to <laughs> half boy, half beast, half woods. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like. Oh my goodness! Like a- a- again, like I-, I I actually really enjoyed watching this. It- it- I liked this. I liked this. Yeah. Like again, like some some of the the effects were not great. The effects they, they were, were not great. Well, they, they were not Tom Savini effects. They were yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Tom Savini did do the last one. This one but was yeah, certainly the... cheaper. Please continue. Oh oh my goodness! The uh uh. What was it? The uh, Sandra and Jeff kebab. When that uh, was that was Sandra and Jeff. Good job, good job. We talked about how we're going to make a puzzle of what all the characters are. I'm gonna have we're gonna have a quiz. From now on, the following week, I'm gonna quiz you too. D- damn it! I'm glad who the characters were. Stay awake during all of them. Please, Thrash. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. No, that was a solid point because I like again. I had to like literally make a list of these flipping people. There's like twenty, twenty ki- like kids hanging out at this cabin. I made a list, and of we the and we lose three of them at this bar. Yeah, we, or, we or, lose or, three of or them. However many at the bar. Do you think we like, lose Terry altogether? Do you think we just don't see Terry's death? We just see her as a corpse later. Because it's possible we both missed a few things we d- we decided. No, but... no, Terry, Terry, Terry died. She um she died when she uh, went back to Scott. Who, who Scott? Yeah, the, no, he yeah, was Scott Scott's hanging upside down. Yeah, yeah, and then and then Jason came up behind her. I forgot how he killed her. Oh, I, did, I or it him. might have just been us the scary camera getting her. The scary camera getting her, but then but then they do the same sort of scary camera. Got one of the kids. Um, bits when they did that with paul and, and that like th- there was a couple of confusing moments in that so like yeah the scary again, camera I, is not a confirmed kill no no and and that's the thing right like and and that can't and that can't and again that, can't, that happened with uh with, with paul he jason tackles paul and then like the the line of sight is like you know straight ahead it's supposed to be uh, Ginny's like point of view, I would think. Kind of. So she's like looking okay. to see if like you know like like it would be one thing if like you know like they struggled for a knife or something like that, and then they both land on t- top of each other. Jason was on top of him, and you know she goes over to like see what happened, 
and then she sees one of the bodies moving and, and it's Jason had stuck Paul in the gut or something like that. But instead, we just got this random shot of a window then all of a sudden Jason pops up surprise like you know there's no real explanation of what actually transpired between Paul and and Jason when they were wrestling on the ground like you know if like who knocked out who basically yeah and it and it's it is shot and edited weird but it is part of it is that they want to leave whether or not because we were wondering, we were wondering if Paul had got and got or not, and uh, right. later on when he shows up again, it's a big surprise. But you're right about mm. if they're going to use the point of view camera to be mm. the killer's point of view. Well, this was supposed to be Ginny's point of view. Exactly. Looking, that it, it's like, it's weird. Dad, yeah. I'm saying that it's weird to use it for Ginny mm. if you've there already used another, it for the killer. There was another like it was a double fake killer point of view shot that they did the um when they were wow, killing a lot of a lot of weird point Martin. of view in this one yeah which which i stand in this film this was probably the worst death not 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 oh slow like, when you know, J- jason uses his alt on vicky oh oh no no the, oh that's not the worst when, one okay go ahead sorry no when when mark got uh had in the face oh mark the, got with, mark with was the, gotten in the face and it transformed him into a mannequin mm-hmm and, and and again, it was like, like just surprise, like impromptu machete, like they like they did this shot. Just, so do where, you mean worst like, in the sense of unimaginative and portrayed the worst? Is that what it, you it mean was, by I the would worst? Say portrayed, portrayed the worst. Okay, pulled off. You like executed poorly. Yes, yes. He what was it? He he comes outside the door. Uh, he's looking for Vicky. Because he thinks Vicky is out outside on like the the we're getting a, we're getting camera. a slow motion shot of zooming in on Vicky's butt. Oh yeah, there's that too. And, and Vicky's bent over in the car. Oh, oh my god, and and I will get back to Vicky in a second. Okay, because, oh, okay, man, I please. Got, I got, I, I, all right, great. I love it. when we're like you know getting like a a, a shot from behind him, so we're like seeing what he's looking at so he's looking one way yep, and then right. we do another shot where we get like a over like where it's the front of him yep so we see that no one's around see, him you see nobody's around him and all of these fronts and then it like cuts back and forth between those two shots from behind him to in front of him it doesn't show anything and, and then it does like a black dynamite like you know surprise that threw that shit in the other room like you know just freaking machete right to the face and no like chasing around really i'm not then, pos- just real and then quick he just rolls down the stairs yeah it might have been in uh, i might be i might be thinking about a video game but mm-hmm. at it is possible that at some point of point in the storyline like around six seven or eight which is when he's like dead and zombieing and getting superpowers they it's definitely in the newer game, but they might eventually say that Jason can teleport around. But they, oh, they probably didn't... weren't thinking about that in this movie. <laughs> no, like, like again, they maybe probably... they watched this and they were like, you know what, he can teleport. Look at that. <laughs> well, well, again, like with with like the last, like again, it's like they establish the, I guess the rule set in the in the first movie, and and that's like you know, Mrs. Voorhees is human. She's not supernatural she's just vengeful and black glove killing people 
Yeah. And and likes wearing her Hiroji gloves. Yeah. yeah. Um. I, yeah. I, I. I. Although I've I've heard that theory before about about certain things within the Jason franchise. What that I'm it's made up or that? Well, well I mean, the, the made, well, of fact. course, it's made up, but as well, we I go mean, along. But, but like um, that, that Jason has like teleportation. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that is that's at least really. in one of the games. I don't know if it's yeah mm. anywhere. It, it, I bet it's in six, seven, or eight. If it is, mm. but uh, but yeah, it, it, I, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah. If, it, if that's like part of the 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 gig in this movie, I think this I'm one not... is pretty real world. Still, I think this one yeah. is. I don't. Th- I'm just. I was just saying. I don't think anyone in this movie was thinking. Maybe he teleported. I don't think so. I think it's just a poorly shot, you know. Right. Michelle, have you fun. have you ever seen either Spawn or the Super Mario Brothers? And have I asked you that question already? I think you've asked me that before, but um, no, I haven't. Those ones deserve to be seen back to back because they're the best John Leguizamo movies. I remember. I remember that's been mentioned before. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh man, both uh, Spawn is the better of the two. Unfortunately, because the guy who plays Mario is a genius. Um, Eddie Valiant, right? No. Who? Wait, the, uh, I thought you were talking about the guy who played Mario in uh, the Mario movie, or not? Not in the uh, Super Mario Brothers movie from like the nineties. It's not someone named Eddie. No, well, th- no, that's oh the Roger Rabbit. Is that his, Roger Rabbit? Is yeah. that his character, Eddie Valiant? Yeah. Yeah, that's the guy, Shmi. I can't right. believe I don't Shmi. know. I can't. Be- yeah, right. Eddie Valiant. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's, Bob Hoskins. It, Bob Hoskins. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That uh, at some point. I have I have an enormous I have like a whole like lined white you know high school notebook sheet of paper full of movies that uh, we got to watch so we're not going to run out of them. Um, oh, um, when I also forgot going back really quick when Vicky was spritzing herself with perfume. Oh yeah, she that she, was. Let's. Would it be inappropriate? <laughs> Just she sprayed herself down like she was like a thirteen-year-old boy with a bottle of Axe. Yeah. Have like, you have you ever thrash? I'm asking thrash specifically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you ever sprayed um, scented spray of any type at your genitals? N- no. <laughs> The yeah, Vicky sprays. She looks down and pulls her panties open and sprays perfume into her no. panties. Yes, that's the scene we're talking about. Were you not here for that one? <laughs> I, I was not here because I would have said like she's she wants a yeast infection. Apparently, like what the hell? Somebody's yeah, baking Ew. bread. The question that was gonna that oh. was that was inappropriate. I was gonna be is that not something girls do? Girls don't spray perfume in the front of their panties. In some might, but that's not a good it's, idea. It's the not recommended. For it, no, you should not. Okay, so as a woman, you should not have any perfumed like anything. You shouldn't even use like scented soap. You're not even supposed to put soap down there. Just rinse with water. Like you don't wash with soap because it could off your pH balance. Like your mm-hmm. body cleans itself. You don't need soap. 
don't say so that. Don't, you that. don't say that on this podcast. Everybody <laughs> needs soap. Soap is but the backbone of civilization. <laughs> sorry. No, I'm sorry. Saying You're right. Michelle, listen to Michelle. <laughs> Michelle, this, this, this entire show has been bought by Big Soap. You're right. She's right. She knows much more about it than me. I, I would probably be spraying perfume and stuff. I would hope so. <laughs> Someone... I want mine to smell like hot dogs. What? <laughs> We're really, it, it just it always becomes very. These, um, it's always poop or puking or. <laughs> now we're going to talk about <laughs> spraying perfume and on genitals. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. This is why we can't have nice things. We can't have simple conversations about spraying <laughs> your genitals with perfume. You want to hear, Michelle, you want to hear how everyone died? Yes, I would like the rundown on that. Alice got stabbed in the head with an ice pick. The cop got stabbed in the head with a knife. Um, Scott got trapped in like a rabbit snare. And then when Terry ran off to get help, Jason slit his throat with a machete. He then took that machete and whacked Mark in the face, who turned into a uh, mannequin and fell down the stairs, like we said. Um, Then he took a spear that Teddy had used as a joke. And this, this, uh, in the next movie, he takes something that someone used as a joke and kills someone with it. He took the spear and you saw Sandra and Jeff get impaled through the bed. Uh, Vicky came and discovered them, so Jason pulled out a knife and did an ultimate move in slow motion and stabbed her in the guts with it. Uh, then he tried to kill Paul and Ginny, and that was a mistake, because they fucked him up. That's what happened. That's my summary. And look, I knew all the names of all those characters. I might have gotten some of them wrong. And Teddy never for- Teddy never came back, and the dog lived. Go ahead, Josh. We did forget one very important death scene. And, and oh, we is all, it we Terry? Missed it. No, we missed when Jason killed Ralph. Oh my God, that's right. I made no note of Ralph. So the scary old dude that goes, you're all doomed. Jason, that, yeah. this is his final film. Yep, he, uh, he was peeping on... Uh, so I actually had to YouTube it really quick because... I was oh, trying good, to, good. Because, I'm glad so, you're doing the due diligence. So then the... Um, uh, so, uh, it was like one of the ending scenes where it was, um, when we see his, was it, was it, was it, was it Vicky when she was like opening stuff to try to get out the house or was it Jenny who opened something and then out popped Ralph's corpse? I feel like Vicky sees the bloody bed and Vicky finds him in the bed, which is scary. I like this Jason. I I like this, even though he has a clean white, I get so... I, I really don't like my killers to be clean at all. He's got a clean white <laughs> pillowcase on his head. But other than that, I, I love the shot of him coming through the door. And But yeah, I think that, um, and through the window, I think that Vicky just sees the bloody bed and he comes out of it and gets her with his ultimate. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. With his ultimate. <laughs> um, what was it? The... Uh... Oh, we were talking about Ralph. We, so it must be Ginny yeah. must find him when Ginny is on her finer, final girl running away. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and we ne- and we never figure out what happened to Paul either. Paul was like, isn't Paul and Ginny? No. Yeah, Paul is yeah, the Paul boss of Ginny. Yeah. He comes back and they're he both in that final scene, are... right? Yeah. No, when when she gets hauled away, she goes, "Paul, where's Paul?" Oh, right. Yeah. And that is and I think that one is unknown. Unless unless he is to the left of Terry. Unless when, I can when we see the final. Something. Yeah, unless I which apparently but there's so much. Listen to all those things that, like, there are, like, three murders in the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie. I just went through, like, 12. Like, like I, too I, many I, things I, are I, happening. I, and I missed and I missed at least two or three more. There's two or three more bodies unaccounted for on my reckoning. So can, a lot of can, things, can a we, lot of people getting massacred on this one. Can, can horror movies take just a little extra effort to treat these films like a business conference and give everybody a hi my name is tag and <laughs> That's maybe what this they... should be a little bit easier <laughs> um, yeah, if they're going to have that many characters then we need we need some sort of to keep track of it it's the least they could do absolutely like I mean so I, again I think it was just like to overload people enough so that they didn't realize how piss poor the actual like production value was in the the production there's a story in this i Uh, guess there is there's the exposition dump uh yeah if if there was a there's a moral it's um never spritz your your hoo-ha with perfume that's really that's a good lesson to take from this one that's i think that's the moral of, of this entire story how are you? Uh, how have you been? How have you been feeling, Michelle? How is your? How is your pregnancy? It I, is fine. Um, I'm tired, obviously, which everybody told me that like when you get to your second trimester, you're supposed to get like a burst of energy and like not be tired. But oh. I'm tired, <laughs> and um, I can feel the baby kick, which is cool. Oh, Ryan can't feel it from uh... the outside yet. Yeah, it's really weird. Congratulations all around. I know I've said that a bunch of times, but really, I'm glad that things are going awesome for you. I really so awesome. I I guess I wanted to ask: Are you just tired all the time now? Which you've it seems like (laughs) it, but like I know it's like nothing compared to how tired I'm going to be like right after giving birth. Or I I hear leading up to it is quite uh, yeah. I hear it is quite an exhausting no. process. So there's, there is, and I, well, something like this happens in at least one other movie, but there's probably a sort of, there's probably a sort of a, I bet there's a couple times where somebody tricks Jason into thinking that they are Pamela, which I can't believe that Ginny picks up that rotten sweater and puts it on to pretend to be Pamela. Mm. But then Ginny, but then she gets to do an ultimate <laughs> when she tricks. If you trick him, if you trick him good enough and make him really think you're Pamela, oh, you get to you. do an ultimate on him. And she buries. This is the so this is the first major injury because by the fourth movie he's just covered in injuries, but now oh, yeah. he's got a machete like six inches into his shoulder. Holy shit! Like his arm should be coming off. Mm-hmm. Having like a 
bit of a T one thousand moment there, just like yeah, really. There, but there is yeah, there is a thing. There's definitely once or twice, and obviously his mother be, re, remains a character in his own mind. But and that's why people can can trick him by pretending to be her. I think that no, I'm sure that his that mom's sweater is an item that you can find in the terrible NES game, which. I had a moment a couple years ago. I tried to play that game and talk about it with people, and uh, it's 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 really just hard to deal with. It's a really bad game. I tried playing the uh, Nightmare game, like the really oh on one. NES, yeah. Well, it was on a Raspberry Pi. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah um, it was that game, and it was just like you get to a certain point, and then you have to like enter like inside a or something but it never yeah. let me go in the house i couldn't figure it out so i quit <laughs> yeah it's about the friday the 13th that came out like a few years ago i think it was on the switch yes and like you could only play it online yeah so it was it was it was a mainly multiplayer experience which is disappointing yeah because i bought it and then i found out that it was like the online for a little bit and then like but he played it anymore, so I ended up returning it because I was like, I can't. I never even opened it because I wouldn't be able to play it. It was like you couldn't play it solo, just like on your Switch. Like it was a multiplayer, whatever. There was event. They did eventually release an update that had like you know maybe six single player scenarios that were like scenes from huh. the movies that you could go and kill the counselors in. But it was, it was in my opinion executed executed poorly anyway. The whole thing was kind of, it's bizarre that it happened because the whole, the whole IP of Jason Voorhees and Friday the 13th has been in some kind of legal custody battle for years and years, kind of starting around that time. Like, I feel like that game started development and then like two people like the studio and the original owner or something like that started arguing over who created the series to begin with and it was tied up in legal shit. And I think that impacted what they were able to do with it. Like, I think they were told to stop working on the game and stop updating it. I could be making, that could be real apocryphal and it's definitely an anecdote, but it had to do with the legal battle, which I think they just figured out. And I think Bloomhouse wants to get their hands on the property now that it's, now that someone knows who owns it. But all of that is stuff I've barely, I definitely don't know where I heard any of that at all. None of it. So, and, and and I'm trying to remember too because I remember hearing that uh, the Jason Voorhees from the was it the fourth movie on they changed I mean there was like a different guy but the the really I think long it's six existing guy. I think was it's it? six I think six through ten might be Kane Hodder I think it's once okay. he's dead I, I could I could be wrong he might have been him in four also but I don't think he played him in five. Could, uh, I, could well, be wrong, could be wrong, but I think six through ten. Well, well if I'm not mistaken, I think they they did like um, like the uh, the ping pong ball suit stuff with that guy for that. For oh, that for the game, game that would be yeah. incre- the ping pong ball suit. I forgot what they called them. The motion sensor suits. <laughs> motion capture, <laughs> yes. Ca- motion capture suits, yeah. Ping pong ball suits, though, is totally. It, yeah. it is also an ex- that, that is also a very highly regarded and uh, scientific term, proper term. Thank you. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, I, I, um, I, I think I heard something about that. They, they put a lot of like effort into it, and I think even, uh, what was the guy's name again? Kane what? Kane Hodder. Kane Hodder. I even believe he was saying that he was looking to buy the rights to the series. That would be... Or something crazy like that. Boy. I don't think he got to. I think a bunch of Corpos decided they wanted to fight over it. Well, I mean, is that how it always goes? Yes. Yeah, that's how it always goes. <laughs> so that was the second one. Mm. I think I definitely so, thought it was better. Solid seven. It was better than the first one I did get to see. <laughs> Good. And you're you're totally you're totally allowed to if you fall asleep or whatever, you know, we you know you're allowed to, I guess. Of course, I just, you know, I apparently <laughs> in pregnancy I have begun snoring, so I was like, well, I don't want to snore while they're trying to watch this movie. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm glad you're I'm here whether you're not pacing around. It's time for potty and then supper for them. So I gotta go take care of these monsters. Thank you so right much. On. Thank you so much for being here, even though you are tired and I'm glad and I'm glad you're doing awesome. So go feed the puppies. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Yeah. Take care, Michelle. Well, as always. I'll talk to you I'll really see you soon. Guys next it was a pleasure. Yeah. yeah. No peaks tonight, so you get your you get your rest, Dave. I'm, I just I am, saw that message. I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep really hard. I'm gonna eat a plate of lasagna. Awesome. There you go. Uh, yes. Yeah, that so sounds I'll, wonderful. I'll talk to you next Wednesday and probably sooner than that. So have a great evening, please. Okie dokies. See you later, awesome. guys. Yeah. Take care. Bye bye. Okay, yeah, so that was uh, me, Thrash, and Michelle, and our reactions immediately after watching the movie. Uh, just because this was the next clip I grabbed, here is the... And I feel like this is how... I feel like the rhythm of the piece will work, uh, looking at this next. But uh, this is just some of me and Pete and Ed while we were actually working on some other stuff but in the background we kind of were talking about horror movies so this is a little bit chopped up and uh after this we're gonna go into me talking up talking up talking with uh aka weebs aka philosophy philosophy wow i did the same thing last week you know what this is all staying in today um weebs <laughs> uh it's the other half of the same conversation I talked to him about Bo and also about slasher movies and horror in general and Nosferatu and I think I told him about Skinnamarink, but we didn't really talk about it because he hadn't seen it. But um, anyway, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. And men, which I spoiled egregiously last <laughs> last episode. I don't think I'm going to spoil it as bad. Oh, no, because talking about men was in the. You know what? This is all staying in. Here's Ed and Boisvert. I mean, Greenwood and Pete. Boisvert is Greenwood. And Pete is Pete. It's staying in.
Okay, we thought there were too many kids in it. Yeah, it could be. I could talk to you on Monday before I talk to these guys if you want to do a, you know, if Let's you want to put that. your thoughts together. Okay. Too many kids in it. That's interesting. A lot of, well, I like that a lot of the kids. Maybe not too many. Like, leave halfway through the movie. And never come back. They're, but they're like the lucky ones that went yeah. out to party that night and got too drunk to come home. And they have a really neat story to tell because it. Yeah, it, one it, time we went out and got drunk and came home and everyone was dead. Yeah. <laughs> it means that's that the story of Jake is spread. That's true. Yeah, that's a very, that is a very good point. What did you say, Pete? That's what? how the last Evil Dead movie ends. Sort of, yeah. The last girl, like, uh, or the first girl. That, she goes the, the, the bookending girl. Yeah. Are you talking about Evil Dead Rises? Rise. Yeah. Rise. It's the girl. Rise. Yeah, you like that one? I thought it was fun. I thought it was I, a hoot. The girl eating glass really just really, really upset me a lot. Because she's she's talking about killing things in her tummy while she's eating glass. I was like clawing my eyes out. The uh, the first Evil Dead remake is the one that got me. That one scene where she licked the utility knife. Oh that's, yeah. That's oh crazy. god. Everything in that movie was just so hard. And that one was that movie was a little bit. There wasn't a lot of. I don't know. I feel like it was just that. It was just gross. The first one. Yeah. Dead. Friday the 13th, Halloween, and Nightmare on Elm Street are all, like, the same type of horror movie in my book. I know yeah. they aren't, really, but, like, they're all in the no, same... No, they are. Game. No, they are. They okay. are all slashers. Yeah. And they're the yeah, 80s they're the slashers. Pub, 80s yep. slasher franchises. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, they're the same movie. They might those as well are, be the Those are series. the big three. Yeah, well... Uh, they got Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins? Is that Dr... And creep the show? guy from Halloween 3 and the Fog is also in a movie called Night of the Creeps. Oh. It's yep. got a similar name. And it's okay. about like little leeches, like little slugs that crawl around and turn people into zombies. There's a movie it's called It's kind of cool. Slugs. That's hitting the right time frame. There's a... Yeah, uh, can I talk about slugs for yeah. a second? Please, please. This, this, you're, movie you're, this is being recorded. And this yeah, movie really fucked me up. Yeah, I saw it very young. So, slugs has has killer man-eating slugs, yep. flesh-eating slugs, but they're like regular-sized slugs. They're yeah. not ginormous. They take little bites out of you. They take little bites and they get inside you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah, keep they sure taking do. little bites. Yeah. And there's a scene in that movie where the slugs are in the garden and they get in the lettuce and the lettuce gets brought to the restaurant and the lettuce gets cut up and put in a salad and man eats the salad and he doesn't feel good and he goes to the bathroom and all of a sudden, there are these slugs eating their way out of his face. And he makes a scene. And it that, that scene fucked me up enormously when I was a kid. So this year, we go to England. And right around the Tower of London, <laughs> there's a restaurant called Slug and Lettuce. No! And seriously. And I'm Why? Just, How? <laughs> what? Oh! There's a restaurant named Slug, like a like a high scale tourist trap, I like would come in never. for a nice and an expensive dinner restaurant called Slug and Lettuce. And I'm standing outside it, like fuck no, not I've a chance in hell ever. Does Slug mean something else? <laughs> it must. It must. Like slugging beers? What the fuck? They, they eat slugs in France, what? right? No. They no. Escargo. 
Is it that es- slug? I don't... No, it's not. Slug is, slug is urban escargot. That's a joke from The League, which is a show I really want Pete to watch. I really want to watch it, too. What's it streaming? I don't know. Nothing. So sorry. (laughs) It might be on Hulu. Oh, my God. The slug and lettuce. Give me a fucking break. Slug and lettuce. London. I don't know if there was something similar to this for you, Boisvert, but the first time I saw a creep show, too, for sure, with the raft and slugs, those movies appeared on like a 2 p.m. Saturday afternoon TBS you like, watched them together? No, 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 no. But I'm saying every Saturday at 2 p.m. on TBS, there okay. would be a bad horror movie. I saw Terror Vision on that time slot. Like, nice. Yeah, there was one called Ticks, I believe. Do you recall a horror movie mm-hmm. about ticks? Oh, boy. Yeah, a lot of little beasties. Are Do you, you remember are Kingdom you... of the Spiders? N- no, but I remember Tarantula. Kingdom of the Spiders had William Shatner in it. Whoa. I'm writing that down. Yeah. It's really good. It's really good. And it's got one of those like 70s sci-fi endings. I don't want to, I shouldn't give anything away. Just watch it. Okay. It's a really good one. And it's a one, it's a spider movie like Arachnophobia where they're not giant spiders. Yeah, it's just they're spiders coming spiders. to get people. They're, just, they're everywhere and they won't stop. It's so great. Really, really fun movie. Hey. I don't know if that's 80s, though. I think that's earlier. I've got a question for you. For Texas who? Chainsaw Massacre, for you. How's that yeah. start? What's the first, like, 15 minutes of that movie? The, the original. It starts off with pictures being taken of corpses. Okay. I haven't seen it in a while. It starts off with pictures being taken of corpses, something about, like, news reports of corpses being dug up, and... Um, positioned and and uh like grave robbing happening um in fact the very very start of the movie is john larroquette from night court yeah. doing a narration about yep. like what's about to happen oh yeah and that's this very grim thing about like you know the the these teens in rural texas never could have imagined you know blah 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 and but then it goes to like pictures being taken of corpses and then I don't know if there's another scene before it gets to the kids, but then there's a bunch of teenagers in a van and they're talking about how they're going down to Texas because some, they have relatives down there buried and they want to know if they're, if they're, uh, have, have they've been desecrated and there's some property that the family owns down there. So there's some house that they're like going to go spend the weekend in and check out these graves, you know, things teenagers do. Yeah. And then they pick up a hitchhiker that probably happens in the first 15 minutes. They pick up a hitchhiker who's a real weirdo, tells him about the slaughterhouse and how it closed. And then he, he uh, takes a picture of them and then he lights the picture on fire and like rolls it up in a foil ball and scares everyone. And then he takes out a razor and cuts the, uh, the, the dude in the wheelchair and they kick him out and he like rubs his blood all over the van and he's like sticking his tongue out at them. They see him again later. American Werewolf is uh, early 80s, at least, because oh, okay. it was made before Thriller. Yeah. Thriller. Because that was why, that's why that guy was hired to make Thriller. Oh, that guy made Thriller. Yeah. Did Michael he make- Jackson saw that movie and was like, I want that. And so they 81. got him. And I think it 81. was the same. 
I think it might have been the same special effects people that made some of the George Romero movies, too, because the zombies in Thriller look a lot like the zombies in George Romero's Day of the Dead. Not Dawn of the Dead from 78, but Day of the Dead from 85, which was only two years after the Thriller video, I think. Is that the one where the arms come out of the wall? Yes. I what love that, that movie. Those Romero arms, movie. Those same arms from Zelda. And those arms what? haunt the dream. You, you, there you, is now a stretch of highway what are you in saying? Newtown, Connecticut. There is now a stretch of highway in Newtown, Connecticut that is haunted by 13 spectral cows. That's canon. That's canon. Where? where? <laughs> so the other day in Newtown, Connecticut on I-84, there was an accident in a train... What do you want to do about Halloween? Usually, we've been doing this lately. Is in September and October every night with dinner, we watch a different treehouse of horror. Oh, there's a lot of them. Yeah. So, Jesus Christ, like thirty or forty. And even though this, there's there's like thirty five or something now. Even though The Simpsons got bad for a while. The Treehouse of Horror never really got bad. I mean, it how, was, could, it was how, how a, could it? Like, it was always a bright spot, even in the worst yeah. seasons. So, even, like, and even if it's really... terrible, it's like little, you know, four-minute Halloween animated stories. Like, what could even? Yeah. Who cares if it's They're... bad? It's great. Tired. Oh man, I am cooking a lasagna. Sick. I'm jealous. I'm very yeah. Uh, do you want some? You could get over here by the time <laughs> it's done. Uh, thank you, but that's all you. You ever, you know what Skinnamarink is? Uh. It's a film. A recent film. No. Okay, don't, don't worry about it. That's not one you have to watch. <laughs> it really, it's, uh, it got a lot of, you know, it got a lot of hype. And... I'm kind of scrolling through YouTube just sort of absentmindedly and I'm see and I watched something that the creator I watched a couple of short horror films one of them which was the one by the creator Skinnamarink and it's the film that sort of led him to make a full and it's very similar and it's like both films are about kids waking up in the middle of the night but it's like from their perspective so it's almost it almost looks like someone walking around a house in the dark holding a VHS camcorder at their knee. And so you get this short person perspective of the house and like, as far as I can tell, nothing actually scary happens except that ambiance of like being a child wandering around the house in the dark. And Skinnamarink mm. is probably two hours of only that. And yeah, Mark, 
described the movie to me as like looking at the ceiling for two hours. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds kind of hard. Yeah, like hard in a different kind of way. But I guess if that's like if that's something that you have a fear of, of like getting up in the middle of the night as a child and like having seeing (laughs) seeing the light in the bathroom and having to walk down the hall to the bathroom. If that was something oh, no, you, six. yeah, if that was something you really hated, I guess this is a movie that might speak to you. Wow. Yeah, no. What do you think about? Have you been? Oh, here you go. Here's this is my other question for you regarding Halloween. Uh, you seem like. Well, I guess are you not? a horror guy as far as horror movies you seem like i seem like i feel like all these horror movies i've been showing you you're completely unfamiliar with is this not something you've had an interest in it's yeah i guess you could say that i'm like not disinterested but i'm not a horror fan like you could say ed ed is ed is a horror fan I'm not like, yeah. As a kid, maybe maybe I carry this with me from my past, but as a kid, I didn't want to see horror movies because I couldn't deal with the imagery or jump scares. Right, sure, and yeah. But um, yeah, the more I watch them in my silver years... The, uh, the more I realized they were kind of just for fun. Yeah, and I can I definitely understand that. I, de- I talk a lot about how in uh in Friday in the first Friday the Thirteenth movie, the killer stabs Kevin Bacon from underneath his mattress through the throat with an arrow, and the effect of it happening is so realistic. They had Kevin and Kevin Bacon in this horrible position where his head, you know, he was like kind of standing under a bed and they had yeah. his head up there and his head leaning back. And then they had a mannequin like full of blood made out of like really realistic rubber flesh. And when I was about, you know, 10 or so, I saw that arrow. I remember that arrow coming out of his throat and the blood going everywhere like that seeing that when as a young child was yep. uh yeah I, I understand when people are just like you know i just didn't yeah i didn't want to see horror movies that was one of the things that made me not want to see horror movies yeah i um i watched predator 2 oh boy and, oh man. Um, my dad and had nightmares for a week oh there's just all kinds then, of bodies and flesh yeah shortly after i watched um that scene in jacob's ladder oh where the horn comes out of his wife's mouth oh yeah that's upsetting imagery yeah an early one for me, right after the, uh, right after the Kevin Bacon one, was um, the guy in the dog suit giving that senator a blowjob in The Shining. That really, uh, yes, I really like that. So I, I can't believe I haven't mentioned this to Mark actually, because we've been talking about this phrase from a book we read. The phrase is, "The fear of trespass." 
like the just the the sheer terror of like i'm not supposed to be here or i'm not yeah. supposed to look at this boy when i saw that then the first thing i thought about when i saw the bear giving the guy a blowjob and really i was 10 years old my first thought was i'm in so much trouble <laughs> i'm not allowed to watch this they're gonna be so bad if they know i saw a bear give someone a blowjob Yep, I can see that. The Shining rolls so hard. Yeah, I yeah, we talked about we we briefly talked about. Yeah, The Shining actually I think the two movies I've I'm sure that I've seen many movies on mushrooms. I know that I have. But the two movies that really are fixed in my mind as movies that I watched on mushrooms are The Shining and The Lighthouse. There you go. How was the Northman? Uh, it was okay. Not it was as... almost more an educational film. Wow, okay. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, it was. He went through great lengths to be, or to depict. Realistically? That, yeah, that point in time in that part of the world as, um, Accurately as he could. I feel like he's really interested in really accurate language. Mm. Like, I feel like the old English in The Witch is, like, almost indecipherable. Like, it's so old, like, real old, like, yay old English, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he definitely... You think out of the three is The Lighthouse the best one? I never finished The Witch. Um, that might say so, something. That might be a reason you didn't. Yeah, I I am is, in love with the lighthouse. Okay, though. it's God. There's God, some, some pretty cool imagery and like mystical shit in the Northman, but otherwise it's a very basic uh, revenge film. Interesting. I really I really should have watched it by now. And so Eggers is talking about another uh, another project. Oh my God! Wow! How? Well, yeah, can't yeah, can't believe that I didn't. I had to ask you what it was. Holy shit! Holy yep. shit! That'll be a few years, but it's probably gonna be cool. Oh, I feel awesome about that. I think that's the guy to make a Nosferatu movie. Holy shit. Didn't Willem Dafoe already play that role? He sort of. It was the movie that you're talking about is called Shadow of the Vampire. And um, the plot of that movie is about the guy that made the original Nosferatu, but it follows the filmmaker. The movie about the movie. Yeah, that's what Shadow of the Van, and that's Willem Dafoe plays. I think Max Schreck was the actor that played Count Orloff. Orlock. Hmm. Something. Did you ever watch any of the Jordan Peele films? Like, oh, yeah. nope, or get oh. out? Oh, yeah. I've oh, never seen yeah. those either. None? None. Get Out is Get Out is excellent and, and in a classic kind of way and uh it deserves it is definitely really, really awesome. Um I think 
Is it the other one called Us? Uh, I think so. I think. I think that Us is the best thing he's done. Everyone disagrees with me. So yeah, you, 2019. The kind of things that I really like, you know, like Bo is Afraid and uh, horrible things happening to people in Bears uh, doing Felicio. I think that Us is the best one. Hi, I hope that you are enjoying this fine episode of Maybe We Will Talk on the Internet, a podcast or something. Uh... It has been a minute since I even began work on this episode. I'm here checking in mainly for that reason. Uh, it's been, well, I started this in the middle of last week. And, uh, yeah, I'm not totally sure why I split up that conversation with Weebs over the past two episodes. That I guess there were sort of more horror movies in this piece of it. And I also, there was something, yeah... Due to a thought that was weird Halloween episode, I used some of this, and then I wanted to use the part I didn't use, but some of this was in that, and uh, then I had to listen to last week's episode to figure out what was in that before I edited this, and so I'm not sure, oh, during those three things, which bits may or may not repeat, but anyway, thank you for listening to Maybe We'll Talk. I hope that that's what I said when I said that I've had a terrible... I guess just the past couple of weeks even, but a bad month. It's been rough around here. I don't know if... I Maybe I started working on this. I think I had been sick. Yeah, I mentioned that it was not COVID, I think, in the beginning of this, but uh, a lot of stuff has happened since then. None of it has been fun. There are some fun things have happened, and I'm excited about December. I got a lot of stuff coming up, but uh, boy, I got a lot of stuff going on, and I think I need to lay flat on my face in bed for... A couple days, and I've already been doing that for a couple days. Um, yesterday was American Thanksgiving, and I hope that anyone who ate a lot of food had a very pleasant time. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's... Oh, I was. I also mentioned in the beginning of this episode, I can't believe I didn't issue a spoiler warning for what was going to be said about the film Men, but then when I re-listened to last... The last episode of this podcast, which was not last week, uh, I realized that I did give a warning for that, just not in the show notes, maybe. So anyway, uh, I don't really know. I get yeah. I guess I just wanted to say hi because I'm returning to this to finish editing it a week and a half later. I don't know what's going on with a lot of things. Um, thank you for being here, and uh, oh yeah, and I. I am done novel writing month. I did not finish. I wrote about 27,000 words. I got about halfway. I crashed and burned in a hole. Oh, yeah, like I said, a lot of things have been going on for the past couple of weeks. And uh, so now that we're not worrying about that, I'll get back to working on this and doing some of my other stuff that I have to do and worry about. And uh, as always, you know where to find me. I'm Dave. You can find my shit at koyadk.tv and find me on Discord. And uh, thank you to everyone on this episode. I guess I'll just say it now. I mean, I will i don't know what I'm going to say after we talk to Greenwood this next segment. But uh, I'll anyway, thank you to Thrash and Michelle for watching horror movies with me and starting this Let's Review Slasher Movies thing. Thank you to Weebs for everything and for music as Felicity and... Uh, 
Yeah, thank you to Greenwood, whom I'm about to talk to, about Friday the 13th Part 2, which is sort of, I guess, what this episode is about. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll talk more about you coming and talking to me on Discord after we talk to Mr. Greenwood. Here we go. October evening. Oh my god, yeah, this was recorded in October. What am I doing? I'm getting my shit together. Well, 2024, I'll be more organized. Stay tuned. Love you. Good, it was a really fine October day. I took a yeah. nice walk today. Oh boy, it was beautiful. Me and the kitties were outside on the porch a little bit now and then, and it's really getting to be that time of year. I'm in my garage, as you can see. And there is this creepy fucking doll staring at me right Why? now. I, you'd have to ask her. Since when has it been there? Has, have, I, have I encountered this doll? Do you what see it? What the fuck? Yes, of course I see it. What is that? Why is that there? <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, God. Is that for Halloween, or is that has that just turned up? It's staring at me. It was that was my grandmother's doll. Oh, terrific! Like, like eighty years ago, hundred years ago, something as, like as that. As a child, that was her childhood doll. Yeah, yeah. Oh God! And so then it became this. Uh, uh, my okay, my uh, my aunt had it in her living room for decades. A, a, a discussion then piece. How I remember it, how I remember it as a kid, and my sister is that it was that scary doll in our aunt's house that was always looking at us in the living room, and we always hated it. When we were really little, we would like run past it. Now it's in my goddamn house, staring at me. There's a doll. When my uncle, yeah. There's a doll that was in my grandparents' what? house that if I had to have it in this house, I would have to leave. So I, so I commiserate. Um, it, I got stuck with it, and I, I got, oh my god, I should have thrown it right in the trash. I cannot believe I brought this evil into our house, but I was like guilt-tripped by my mom. You need to get when a glass case like Annabelle. Yeah, my aunt moved into a different house and got rid of a lot of their stuff. And then it was, and like my cousins didn't want to take the doll. My sister wouldn't take the doll. And my mom was like, you like scary stuff. You have to take the doll. And <laughs> I was kind of like, shit, you got it. Not just this is an heirloom. You're the scary guy. No. You get the scary yeah. doll. Yep. You like all the scary shit. So you can start a little, this you is burn. your, this is your first step to starting your own little Warren's museum. I have one now, yeah. Yeah, you're, this, you're in one now. Now you're in a Warren's museum. <laughs> Congratulations. 
Happy Halloween. Now everything in here is the, the leaf blower's haunted. The the boxes are haunted. All the DVDs are haunted. All the DVDs are haunted. I felt like I was going to ask you to borrow a DVD. Yeah? If I think about it, I'll ask you. <laughs> there was something I felt like watching, and I was like, I know that that DVD is behind Ed. <laughs> Probably. Uh, I definitely think about the ninth configuration from time to time. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. People, people skip right by that one. It's the guy from... I get it. The Walking Dead and anyone else? Uh, it's the guy from The Walking Dead. It's Jason Miller from The Exorcist and The Exorcist 3. Who did he play in The Exorcist? Did he play um, the astronaut? He played Father Damien Karras. Oh, holy shit. Oh, does he play the same... But, not, but he's not playing the same role now. Or is he? No. No. He plays, okay. he plays the same role in Exorcist 3. Yes, kind of. But in the ninth configuration, in the ninth configuration, he plays a completely different character. But what he's the, in it. What the fuck? Did they like... Why, and, why and do two George, actors play him in 3? Because he was an alcoholic. That's, and, that's and literally so they why brought, they just didn't get enough... Yeah, I'm sorry. they... they Jason Miller was an alcoholic, and by the time they made that movie, which came out in 1990, um, from the story I heard is that he like couldn't remember his lines, he was having problems, they couldn't get what they needed out of him. Sure. And because of that, they split the role and decided to have someone else play the Gemini Killer, which was Brad Dorff, and it... It somehow turned out to be great, even though it's really weird. Oh, but they are the same. They're the same physical body. Like they're one guy. But when he's possessed, yeah. he's played by Brad Dorif. Yeah. What's up? Brad Dorif is basically playing the spirit that's possessing him. Okay. Okay. And when George C. Scott and other characters. I don't know if another character actually witnesses it in the movie, but when George C. Scott witnesses his friend, Damien Karras, suddenly turn into the Gemini killer, he doesn't react as if, like, my friend's head just morphed into another person. Yeah. He's, still seeing, he's still seeing Jason Miller, his body, acting in the way that Brad Dorif is. Yeah. We, as the audience, are seeing Brad Dorif the Gemini killer as he would see himself in that room saying those lines and doing those things. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. But it, but someone did have to explain that to me. Cause like, I really, yeah. <laughs> the mo I don't know if the movie puts it across super well, but I'm also, I get high and watch movies and don't understand them. Do you have Which any? Is fair. Yeah. You do that sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, do you have thoughts about the new Exorcist movie? Is it a movie or a TV show? Is it called Rebirth? It's a movie. Okay. No. It's called Exorcist Be Believer. Oh, okay. And uh, I haven't seen it. I don't have really high hopes for it. The trailer looked 
surprisingly decent. Okay. But um I'm I'm guessing it's just a flashy trailer. Uh first of all, it's directed by the same guy that just made the Halloween trilogy for Bloomhouse, and I don't think he did a really good job, especially on that third film. So I didn't have incredibly high hopes going in, but then they said they were bringing Ellen Bernstein back, which is great. It's the first time that she's come back to the franchise since the very first film. She's amazing. And then she was asked in an interview why she was coming back, and she was like, they offered me so much money. I couldn't say no. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's really what she said, and I was like, that doesn't bode well for the movie. It wasn't. It, her answer wasn't like, they just had such a good script. It, it was such a good idea that it drew me in. It was such an interesting like, way to reinvent my character. No, it was nothing like that. It was the money. Two-thirds of the budget was, of this film is my salary. Yeah, probably. Uh, it's me for the future. We're about to talk about Halloween Ends, and uh, I call the guy Cody a lot. The character's name is Corey, so yeah, just so you know. Uh, but then, the, you know, I, I just waited for the trailer and the trailer came out and it looks pretty good but then the 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 critics seem to hate it the audience seems to does the audience hate it or did it do well i don't even know i feel like it it came out and as soon as it came out the critics hated it and people were like oh so it bombed but then i think it actually made money and it didn't actually bomb at all i think it tricked everyone yeah but maybe i'm wrong I that, that is that is a phenomena. So I bet I don't know. Yeah, I I do not have the numbers in front of me. Of course, they already have two sequels lined up. So they're doing that thing oh. where they tell us immediately that the sequels, which I don't really love. That's what uh, they the do next with Halloween. one is going to be called. Uh, that's well, yeah. With Halloween, like I think, like within it was like forty eight hours before that movie premiered in theaters, they were like, "Oh, by the way, we're making two more of these." Yep, and. Oh, God. So, oh, my God. Is Jamie Lee Curtis going to be in any real danger? Oh, I guess not. Okay. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) Fucking idiots. Yeah, that's very silly. (laughs) Yeah, and there's not even a a chance to think about her being in danger in the second movie. Which I feel... I think... I don't really recall, but I feel like the second one I sort of liked... And I feel like the first one I sort of liked, but I liked the second one better. And then the third one, I was like, what is this? Is that I thought the same thing? The okay. second one. Yeah, the second one was my favorite. Okay. I Not everyone feels neat. that way. There's a lot of love for the first one. But the second one was my favorite. I thought the second one was doing some new and interesting things. It was interesting. It was introducing some new things to the lore, like him looking out the window. Um, yeah. I, 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 they, nice. I, I knew that they were going to. I knew that they were going to reinvent some scenes from 78, that they were going to revisit 78, and, I, and, and that they were going to have someone play Loomis, and I was ready to totally hate that, and I ended up really liking it. Those were some of my favorite scenes when they actually capture him. Who played him? When he's having a... I don't know, but he's having... Good? Some guy with, like... Yeah. Um, so, well, it, it looked... It looked like Loomis for a quick thirty-second thing, like sure. it, for a quick scene. I, okay. it, he couldn't have probably anchored a whole movie, but he's not doing that, so it's right. fine. The whole scene with the cops, where the cops are out on the street and they go in the house, and one of them gets attacked, and like one of them shoots the other one. Loved it, absolutely loved it. Um, 
Boy, I need to watch that movie again soon. The Halloween. The 40? scenes in the ball. Uh, uh, yeah, that whole trilogy I need to rewatch between now and Halloween. I liked the scenes with Michael stalking people on the street. I liked the scenes in the park. Um, that woman getting shot in the face when he kicks the door. I really liked that scene. And then that, that moment was, uh, I think I would have done that differently. But whatever. It was a quick moment. Yep. When he kicks that door and like makes that woman turn the gun and shoot herself in the face. That got a little goofy. But um, little, up until that. Little Bugs Bunny on that one. Yeah. Oh, I really loved when they suddenly cut to the Myers house. Because up until that point, for an entire movie and half of the next movie, or maybe not half, but we hadn't seen the Myers house at all. And no one had mentioned it. Like in H4O, no one really mentions the Myers house and what's happened to it. And in previous movies, the Myers house was always this abandoned haunted house thing, right? Oh, yeah. And I, I knew that that wasn't going to work because it had been that way since what year was it that Michael first killed Judith? Was that like 63? I, I don't remember exactly what. I think it was 63. 15 and, years? Um, I think it was 15 years that he was locked up. So in 63, that house becomes abandoned. And in 78, that house is still this abandoned, spooky, haunted house on the street. I can buy that. Something horrible happened in that house. No one yeah. wants to buy it. I, I oh. can In the 80s, okay, I can buy that. 40 years later, no. By that point, that house is dragging down property values on the yep. street so badly that someone has come in and knocked it down. If no yeah. one's going to live there... Someone would have knocked it down. That means either it got knocked down or it got flipped. And someone finally was like, you know, ghosts don't, ghosts aren't real. Houses aren't haunted. We're going to live here. And so when they cut to Big John and Little John, I just thought that was fantastic. The way that the house was alive again and seeing it in a completely different way than we've seen it in any of the previous Halloween movies, seeing it repainted and people living in it. I loved Big John and Little John. I thought they were fantastic characters. I loved the record that he's playing with the vintage Halloween music and he's smoking his joint. <laughs> um, wonderful characters. I like them a lot. Their death was great. Very violent. That was a very violent movie too. Yeah. The, the paramedics in the beginning, great opening scene, very violent. Very Jason Voorhees in that movie. When he goes after that uh, older couple... The, right after the paramedics thing, the very first house he goes to is mm -hmm. that older couple, the black woman and her husband, and he, he kills her with the light, the, yeah. the long light bulb, the yeah. neck. Great scene. I, I, I loved it. Um, it ends with Laurie Strode, after her daughter's been killed by Michael, telling Michael, I'm coming for you. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Turns out, <laughs> Turns out, nah. In the next, in the next movie, nah. In the next movie, Laurie Strode is baking pies, and her daughter is killed. She, her daughter's dead, but she's stronger now. Judith Greer is Laurie, not her daughter. She's so moved on. Judy Greer That's is dead. She dies in that first movie. The second movie. Oh, oh my God. Okay, okay, okay. Wow. I'm moving on to the third movie now. So, all right, okay. I, I lost the... Yeah, I got very confused. I thought we were... Okay, go ahead. Third movie. Um, 
They're all like, you know, in, like... they're all in my head like Transformers movies, like just mangled up. Like, I don't know what scenes take place, but that I remember sense. Judy Greer continuing through at least the second one. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, in the third one, they grind yeah. him up. And also he plays Pennywise. He's like, I saw, yeah, he saw it. And he was like, I'm going to hide in a sewer and entice some kids. And have some cosmic uh, brain link with them when they come. Is there a red balloon anywhere I'll... in the third movie? Maybe. Halloween Ends was dumb. And it's not even so much because it introduces a new character and goes in a new direction and doesn't have enough Michael in it. It's because of the ways it just doesn't connect to the two movies before it at all. Okay. It doesn't make any sense. None of the character motivations make sense. Where people ended up. Laurie Strode spent 40 years obsessed with Michael Myers while he was locked up in prison and at least theoretically couldn't hurt her, right? Mm -hmm. Obsessed, yeah. And she's buying guns and shooting mannequins and traumatizing her daughter and all these things, right? Then it turns out she was right. He breaks out, kills her daughter, burns down her house, all these stabs her, all these awful things, right? Uh-huh. And she's like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to be stronger than this and I'm going to move past this and I'm I'm finally going to grow as a person and try to live a normal life. Now that Michael is on the loose has killed her daughter hiding in just, the sewers. It 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 makes no sense. What the fuck? At all. What the fuck? Makes it so it doesn't even matter that Corey was kind of boring. I don't I don't really like hate him. I I it's, oh man, it's it's, it's the late whole time in the game. I'm like, is Corey good? Like, some of the mm. scenes with Corey were kind of good, but then he gets to that scene where he's like, "If I can't have her, no one can." And I'm like, "Dude, you've you've known this girl for two days." Yeah, this is stupid. It's wacky. I don't. I hate it. I hate movies where people say that, and at the beginning of the movie, these people didn't even know each other. If they were going to go that route, then they should have said something like, you know, they've been dating for six months or yeah, something. Something. It, it just. He's possessed by it, Michael, by the curse, that. the curse of Michael Myers, like in the 90s. I think the the passing the curse for Michael to him, like having it be a supernatural thing probably would have been better. Is that not what then, happened when he like held them? They didn't. Doesn't Michael like look into his eyes and do a a cosmic spell on him? I I saw that as more just a, a like a, you know game respects game. Okay, okay. Yeah. I felt like there was some a little bit of some type of possession going on with Cody. Maybe. Obviously, only inferred, but it seemed like he went. Wacky. I wish they didn't kill him. If they were building towards, if they didn't kill him, if they were building towards something, uh, another, that, like if they yeah. have movies where he becomes the next killer, that could have been good. But they didn't do that. It's not a torch passing. It's no. just a distraction no. from why are we even here and what the fuck is Laurie doing? Wow, Greenwood even said Corey like five times in a row and I just didn't hear him and fucked it up anyway. <laughs> what a mess. It's got some well-directed scenes. The opening is really well done. The scene where Corey kills a bunch of teenagers at uh, 
what was uh, I think like a car impound or something. That was really well done. Yeah, dude. What happened? Like, also, I even starting at the scene where he gets bullied and does someone like slash his arm or something? Like in the beginning of the very beginning, I'm like, what is happening in this movie? Do you know the scene I'm talking about? I don't remember that one. He accidentally stabs himself while getting bullied. Something stupid happens in like you know the third or fourth scene with him once he's out of prison for accidentally. Honestly, the accidentally murdering the kid in the beginning, I was kind of like, what? is this <laughs> oh yeah it was it was it was a fun scene because it was really well directed yes it was yeah but i don't know if i really buy it it was weird yeah i don't know it was it was suspenseful and you're right direct well directed is a good way to put it but i, I yeah i don't know if i buy it and I don't know if, and honestly, I wasn't down with the character from the beginning because I was like, yeah. this doesn't seem like something that, <laughs> unless, like, was there any kind of, was there any kind of curse? Michael Myers didn't kill the kid, right? It was just a complete accident, and that's Corey's origin story. Complete accident. As always, I smell rewrites. As always. I always smell them these days. Another thing I don't understand at all is the woman oh the woman from halloween kills i said her and her husband were killed she actually wasn't killed she's in a wheelchair okay in the third movie and she can't speak oh boy okay. and the person that she's with is blaming laurie strode for all the murders yep. and saying you had to go and rile that man up what is that about I feel like that's connected to something that was that again rewrites like something that was in the script that was taken yeah. out because how does that make any sense at all it in now in a world where the two of them are brother and sister and there's that link yeah I can understand people sure they know saying, yeah like, you know this is this is your family this is your fault you're connected to this yeah. you know like 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 in Halloween 5, when at the beginning of the movie, Jamie Lloyd is in the hospital and someone throws a brick through the window with a note attached to it saying some horrible thing about this girl and how she it's her fault that the murders happened, you know, because it yep. was her uncle. Yep. That, like, if there was that connection, then I could, I, could, I could buy that, where that character is like, you had to go and rile that man up. So I feel like when writing this movie, they forgot that they got rid of that connection. Yeah, and they started like were drunk one night, and they were like, "Well, they're brother and sister, so I'm going to write this scene where this woman like well, blames the, her." Yeah, the town the people in the town blame and, her and hate her. She's literally just the first victim. When, I mean, did she do anything to attract him, or did he come right for her after he got out in the first? Well, th here's here's another reason why I think I smell rewrites. Okay, uh, in H four O. There's a scene where Laurie Strode goes to the prison when he's being taken away in the truck, in the van, yeah. and watches him. And she's a loaded gun, and she's drunk, and she screams, and she's she has this whole moment. And I feel like during the creative process, they probably had a lot of different ways that that could go. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was watching it, and here's how I thought it was gonna go. She causes the accident, and I thought that. She causes the accident. I thought this would have been really interesting is mm -hmm. if they're putting him on the bus and taking him away. And she thought this is my last chance to shoot this guy in the head and be done with this forever yep. because they're going to lock him up to somewhere where I can never get to him. And instead of shooting him in the head, 
she does something that causes the bus to crash and it's loose and it's her fault yes yeah, she hesitates and so then when she shows up at the restaurant right after that scene she's in the car she screams and then she shows up at the restaurant where her family is having dinner and her granddaughter has invited her and her mother uh judy greer is saying like oh yeah i invited your grandmother but you know she said that she couldn't come because and then all of a sudden she's there Mm -hmm. but she's like slamming back drinks and she's getting drunk and she's obviously distraught i thought in that scene that was going to be her showing up being like i did something terrible like some like this this, yeah this fucked up guilt-ridden laurie strode and then it and then there's even that that line later on in the movie where she's like every day i prayed that he would get loose and and hawkins the the cop hawkins is like why would you do that yeah of course (laughs) he's like the best character in the whole movie can we well we're gonna talk about hawkins in a second and uh she's like she's like so that i could kill him Mm -hmm. and she said, she said, every day I pray that he would escape. And she said, why? Or why would you do that? And she said, so that I could kill him. And he says, well, that's a stupid thing to pray for. Yeah. Hawkins Psychopath. is the best character in all those movies. And he's barely in Halloween Ends. He survives Halloween Kills. Or the first Halloween, in the first Halloween, H4O, the, the first one of the trilogy, he gets stabbed in the neck by Dr. Jackass. Oh, yeah. And... You think at the end of that movie that he's most likely dead. Mm-hmm. He should have bled out. But at, at the beginning of Halloween Kills, right away, it shows help coming and him being saved. But that whole movie, he doesn't do anything. He's just, he and Lori are in the hospital and they don't really do anything for that whole movie. Then they had him continue to not do anything in the third movie. <laughs> and I don't even know why he's around still, except for him to have his stupid moment at the end with Lori, where they're like, maybe now we'll start dating or something. Let's hang out. Uh, now that you're not so weird. Do they? Do they happily ever after? I think after? they kind of leave it. Oh. I don't think they answer that question. Jason getting ground up, I mean, Michael getting ground up is, that's the happily ever after. And he didn't manage to pass his curse to Cody. I don't like Cody's accidentally murder children and then go on murderous rampages. For I, I honestly, I didn't understand. I didn't feel like this kid, I didn't feel like he was a psychopath that was about to go on a murderous rampage at any point. None of his actions made sense to me, ever. Cody. I just didn't understand the character or why I would be watching him, empathize with him. I just didn't vibe with Cody at all. Are you getting haunted? It's that doll. Is that, are you looking over your shoulder like there's going to be more dolls? <laughs> so listen. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Friday the 13th Part 2 is your favorite one. Does it have a subtitle? No. No, okay. the subtitle is part two. Great. Um, yeah, I, I like what you said about how there are survivors so that the legend can grow now. Kind of like, you know, my favorite. What I, I, over the years, more and more, I have developed a love for Nightmare 2. And the moment where Freddy says, you are all my children now. Come on. I like the pool scene. People shit on the pool scene. Oh, yeah. And I love it. It's dumb. It. When I was a kid, 
that movie terrified me. The pool scene terrified me. When that one kid goes running past him for some reason and Freddie just sticks his glove right into his stomach. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, he's like Pinhead in that scene uh, in Hellraiser 3 when Pinhead takes out an entire, uh, entire discotheque. Oh boy, Hellraiser 3 is something else. But back to Friday the 13th Yeah, please, part yeah, two. but, but the, the, the legend begins, much like the Fred, yeah. Yep. I feel like there's a, anyway, it, yeah. It's the, uh, it's the first Friday the 13th movie to start with a campfire story being told about the lake. Yep. Um, it's one of the few Friday the 13th movies that actually takes place at a working camp that is being opened or is open. I think not until six after this. Yeah. A su- surprisingly few number of these movies. I take place at a camp. About- <laughs> yeah. Most of them are just some lake house with kids partying and they talk about some camp that's nearby that's abandoned. I think six is the first I mean, I one where there are even campers kids. go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Even yep. Actual campers don't show up until six. Yep. <laughs> Kind of funny. So in the second one, you have a lot of trainee counselors. A lot of them. Having a weekend retreat before they open the camp. In the first movie, it was about a week or two, I think, before the camp was was going to open. And they were to clean up and open the place. Yeah. And the, uh, the Friday the 13th Part 2 is actually a retreat for the counselors to learn about being camp counselors. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to remember offhand. Yeah, they had kids coming, I believe, soon after that. I think it yeah, was going to be it was to about open to open. It was, it was going to open, like, next week. Yeah. It has my favorite final girl of the entire franchise, Ginny. which is Ginny. Yeah, how does she know so much Ginny. about Jason? There's been no reason for she's folklore intuitive. to. Sorry. She's intuitive. Okay. She hears the folklore at the beginning of the movie, and she puts two and two together, and she's right. She guesses right. She's he's like this mongoloid man, a beast boy. Is that still a word? Uh, a beast boy is beast boy. The way to describe. She describes him as a beast boy, and I'm going to give you an okay on mongoloid, but you know. Use okay. it sparingly. It's a Devo's song. <laughs> yeah. I'll make a decision whether to, to clip it or not, but um, yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> we have to have that guy. Jesus Christ. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I always, I'm, I've always been thrown by instead of ever getting rescued or found, he lives in the woods for 15 years without. Yeah, I don't. And it's New Jersey. It's, it's not a, it's like a crazy it's not like he's in Montana or Alaska. It's not yeah. like he's a hundred miles yeah. from town or anything. He, he's right at town. I he must have decided. He must have been like, "Well, fuck that. I am not. Everyone sucks. They let me drown. I'm a beast boy. I'm gonna stay in the woods." Yep. Even his mom must have been looking for him. Like she never went out and yelled his name. He must have wanted. He seems to like her. Yeah, that's the part I don't understand. Why yeah. he never went back to his mom? Because his mom, she, well, he was lost in the woods, and then he saw his mom died. So then he lost. Well, wait a minute. There, there's, there's like 
I don't know, 15 years or something, at least in between there, right? How, she, that's she a must, long time. He was like yeah. eight years old when he drowned. Was he watching the so camp? his mom was living in the area. So over and over the years, they say in the first movie that, you know, they, they, they tried to open that camp you yeah. know, many times. In 58, the water was bad. And so they give you the idea was that Pamela, Pamela Voorhees has yeah. been fucking shit up for a long time. That she's probably like every time that they've tried to reopen the camp, she's thwarted it somehow. And now she's finally like, well, look, if they're not going to stop, then I'm just going to have to knife them all. Just, <laughs> yeah, it finally during, comes to this. Yeah. But during all that, not once this kid yeah. came home. Like there's a point where I just blame him. <laughs> this is all your goddamn you can't blame Jason. You didn't, you didn't drown in the lake. You, you goofed. You pretended. Yeah. You drowned. You you went. You didn't drown in the lake. You when think you swam away underwater? Like, hey mom. Yeah. It's like, hey mom, I'm alive. You go to live in the woods and you drive he, your mom crazy, and people it, end up getting murdered. Does he build a shack? Does he build his own house in this yes. movie? Yes. What a yes. wacko. <laughs> He's a jerk. <laughs> this He's was a all eight year old jerk. Prank goes so wrong, mom is beheaded as a mom kills a bunch of people and gets beheaded. Oops. Yeah. Prank went terribly wrong. Jason Voorhees is a little eight-year-old jerk. <laughs> forever. Mentally eight-year-old jerk forever. forever. Yeah. He's he's he must have been like Problem Child. Problem Child is a prequel to Friday the thirteenth. Jason Ritter, is that his name? Chuck's the kid yeah. in the lake. <laughs> uh, was he Three's Company? Jack Tripper. Was that him, Jason Ritter? Jack Tripper. Yeah. My man, Jack Tripper. The story of Jason in Friday the 13th Part 2 is so stupid. That I just don't, I, it's bizarre because the whole, then the whole, because people are, when I talk about Friday the 13th, people assume that because they've seen the first movie, they assume that he is a dead boy and they assume that he is a zombie killing people the whole series. And when I tell them not until part six, they are like, what are you talking about? How could he, why would he be alive? He drowned. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. Because the next question is, <laughs> why is he? Why does he grow into a giant adult man? That's the, the uh, yeah. one of the biggest lore questions I get when I talk about this series is people say, well, how does he grow into a man? <laughs> Squirrels, I guess, eating them in the woods for 15 years. Yep. Wacky. All that protein. It was like it's 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 like a lot of sequels have some stupid retcon. To, or twist that wasn't thought of originally. Darth is dad. Um, you know, Lori is the sister of Michael, and Jason survived the drowning and lived in the woods for fifteen years and built a house, built a shack, built a house, built built a shack that is only like a short jog from the road, but no one ever found it. No one ever found him. There's a theory. There's a bunch of him. There's like a clan of melon heads up in the woods there. And so every time someone encounters Jason, it's just a different one of them came wandering down. Put on Pam's clothes. Kind of, 
I like that. I like that. I yeah. really like that. For the first couple, it makes a lot of sense. Yep. I like three a lot. I'm excited. That's the next one I'm going to watch. And I I feel like it starts really ripping around three. I liked two a lot. The first one I can kind of... Three can, is great. The first one I'm fine with, but I'm not super, you know, I'm not crazy, crazy like about the, the first, first one. I like it. But I feel like it's, you know... I like the first A lot of it is Monopoly. The third one, in my opinion, is the quintessential Jason movie. Yeah. He gets his mask. He does like, yeah. He's that's the first time. Like that's that's the first. That's sort of like what the Jason character becomes is the character in three. Like in two, he's still kind of wiry and he's got to be old now. But I almost think of him as a teenager until you see his giant beard in the end. Does he ever have a beard again? He's got a giant beard in part two. By the time you see his face again after. Like when he becomes a zombie, I think he barely has a jaw. Yeah. yeah. Like in seven and eight. Yeah, he's, his face is just a mush after that. He gets all swampy. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love the idea of him just floating around in the lake waiting for some unfortunate teenagers to come along. Like, just like just floating around down there like a, you know, like a sea monster. I love it. I love the character and the whole, just the aesthetic of that scary lake man yeah you got favorite kills in the second one what kills were in the second one the machete to the wheelchair guy's yep. face mark yeah his, his name was mark yep um and that was that was a really good one uh the two teenagers that are having sex and they get speared right through each other yeah vicky and whoever Classic. Yeah. This is a this is a movie where they shot a lot of gore that had to be cut. Oh. And it really hurt the scenes and this the footage that was cut unfortunately was not saved and now it is lost to time. So there is a cut was a cut of Friday the 13th part 2 that supposedly was amazing and it showed the two of them being speared and like suffering. Wow. And it was really scary but cut it. <laughs> And it's, I would love to see it. I would absolutely love to see it. You got the guy that gets strung up by, yep. uh, yeah, strung up the, in a trap. Uh, the, and his friend, uh, Terry is like joking around with him. Are open. Yeah, that's okay. I think it's interesting because, okay. like, I think it's, it's, that scene intrigues me because the first thing he does after being caught in a snare and dragged bodily off the ground and hung upside down, he's like, I'm going to get that fucker Paul or whoever put this snare here. And Terry just doesn't, isn't impressed at all. She's like, this is very funny that you're hanging in a fucking snare. I mean, I guess they don't know there's a murder around, but I mean, if that happened to a friend of mine, I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> dude is it a snare <laughs> that was scott and scott's a dork scott's a weird creeper so that's <laughs> someone's hanging by their ankles all of a sudden yeah i would be i that would frighten me i would be concerned i wouldn't I make fun of him yeah <laughs> because yeah where there's one snare there might be more and then the next thing you know you're both hanging from trees and what the fuck do you do now now it's not so funny 
incredible. Um, what else happened in that movie? Paul got his. Did he get his head? Cur- no, that's the third movie. Paul. I kept thinking about that. Like, do they look? Is it a similar looking character? I kept expecting Paul's head to get crushed. They're similar. Okay. They're similar. In the it's second a similar movie, tall Paul head guy. The, in the third movie, I can't remember the guy's name. But in the second movie, let's first let's talk about Paul. Paul was a really nice guy. Yeah. Paul was great. Paul and Ginny he are was, great. He was supportive. Yeah. He was he was nice to Ginny. He was supportive of his staff. When the cops came around, he was like, I'm not having it. Um, I, Paul was a wonderful character. The guy in the third movie, total piece of shit. Yeah. Now, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch he the third movie ab- soon? Absolute chud. Yeah, it'll probably be a Wednesday afternoon. If you feel like there's a better, if you want to be involved and you feel like there's a better time for me to be. I think I could watch Wednesday. When it usually, I, I could watch Wednesday. It, it's it's like a, a Wednesday matinee kind of thing, and it's like every like third Wednesday yeah. I've been doing it. So, um, but well, I'll I'll keep letting you know. I like the weird wiry dude with the mask and the spear who gets who away. Scares his friend, the the goon, the yeah, goon like Joker guy get away. Yeah, he escapes. I like, I like that. There's kids that like the next morning realize what happened and you know, spend their life talking about that night they almost spent at Camp Crystal Lake when all those kids got murdered. I think it's yeah. fantastic. Can you imagine that story? Yeah, you know that all those murders? I was there, and me and my friend went out and got drunk that night. Came home in the morning, yeah, everyone was dead. And everyone that did it, and two of our friends wanted to get drunk, but because they, like, trespassed in camp, they got in trouble, and they had to stay behind. Fucking murdered. Yeah, not me. I was it- passed out at the bar. It wasn't Vicky that got impaled. It was the first two kids that you that you see in the movie that get their car towed. Yep. By Paul. Yep. It was those two kids that get impaled. Um, Vicky gets stabbed in the stomach. That's right. Yeah. Right after. They, yeah, she discovers right, she's, them. She's the one she's, that walked. Oh, the he's in the, the bed. Bodies. Jason's in the bed. When she yeah, comes oh, yeah, in. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Jason was in the bed. Uh, oh, he uses a pitchfork in this movie. Yep. Yeah. Bonus points for using a pitchfork. Real good. I think that in the really video like, game, you can literally get bonus points for using the pitchfork. I'm pretty there's sure. There's a scene where Ginny is in the car, and he's her car has a soft top. It's a convertible. Yep. And he's got the pitchfork, and he's stabbing it down into her car. Yeah. Love that. Jason runs in this movie. He runs in the third one, too. I don't specifically remember if he runs in the fourth one maybe he did i'd have to watch it again but i know that in the second and third ones he's a runner yeah and i love that does he ever this is stupid (laughs) does he ever teleport ever in the series i was talking about this with somebody not they don't explicitly but sometimes he no. seems to be in a lot of places at once. Is that sort of the thing? Because it, I'm asking because in the video game he can teleport. I, I, on, and the movies, honestly, it's just that he appears that way. I think he's yeah. supposed to. He runs like, when no one's around. looking. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I don't, I can't think of a moment in the, in the movies where he, it's like he definitely just teleported. I wish they'd make a really so. good Jason video game. 
They almost, they, they, I mean, almost they were close. Did. They got, yeah, they kind of got shut down. They, I don't know the whole story. I should look up the whole story. They got a lot of things right. Yeah. They the way you move around, right. the fact that you can walk up to a body of water and all of a sudden he's like fast and you can come out on another part of the lake and stuff. Like controlling Jason is really cool, but it, they got, they, they were told to stop developing it because of the no one who, no one owns Jason. Does anyone own him at this point? Is it still not? over uh, well before i get to that the creators of that game aren't they now the people that made the texas chainsaw massacre game oh boy i hope so but i i, I could be wrong but it's a similar I, type I of understood game. it was the same developer. yeah cool i hope that they got um, the so chance to do their thing I, yeah i think that's what they're up to as for the franchise the um the lawsuit was settled Oh, okay. A year or two ago. Oh, so Not recently. Yeah. Ago. So recently. It was I mean, recently settled. And so, you know, I guess now we're just waiting to see what happens. I don't know. I don't know who has the rights. I don't know what happened. I hope that they make a movie soon and I hope that they set it during winter and I hope that it's good. That would be cool. I heard that Bloomhouse might be Maybe. interested. That would be okay. It'd be all right. It'd be fine. I. I think winter would be fun because they should do other seasons. Fall yeah. could be fun. Yep. Is but it always winter, summer? It, you know, kinda. It's always been summer. Winter um, would be cool. Winter in New England with a scary man. I think the uh, the Paramount films were all summer. The New Line films, I don't really care. What season? <laughs> I have no idea in. what the fuck happens. And in, it, in Jason goes. It down. really doesn't. Yeah, it really doesn't matter what <laughs> seasons those movies took place in. But if they're gonna make another one, uh, and like, and oh, and the, uh, well, the remake that that was. I don't love the remake, but that was summer. Yeah. Uh, but I think if they make one in the winter, that just opens up a lot of really easy possibilities of things that they haven't done yet in these movies. Cause these movies don't have to be brilliant. No. They have to be fun, but yeah. bloody, bloody footprints in the snow, Cartoon killing shit. people with, uh, with ski poles, things yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of things. They can... I mean, Winter just, sporting just think equipment. Of lake. Think of frozen think of lake camp crystal frozen with ice and Jason ju- like bl- jumping through the ice while kids are playing hockey while kids are playing hockey on the ice and there's goalies running around yeah the whole people, town is there yeah people are like you know someone sees the dude in the hockey mask and it's not even and so and you know he's like Rick stop fucking around with your scary lurking back there I see you with your fucking goalie mask on cause everyone's Killing people in snowmobiles. Yeah. (laughs) And since themselves. Previously in these movies, by the end of the movie, someone is out of their tent or bunk or cabin or house and they're running around and they're in the woods. And it's usually raining. It's often raining in these movies. Um, Well, I guess I'm thinking of the first movie. It is often raining. No, it is often raining in these. But it's... It's summer, and being out in the elements isn't a problem. Yeah. You know, even if you're naked and you don't have any shoes or anything, what you're really worried about is Jason. But if you set one during winter, then now you have 
a situation where people flee their cabin or their tent or something and they run out into the woods and not only do they have to worry about Jason, but they have to worry about the fact that if they don't do something soon, they're going to get frostbitten. Yeah. Yeah. Blizzard's they're coming. they're going to be like frozen, unable to run, and, and you can have some really cool scenes. All kinds of shit. All very different. All kinds of different shit. Yeah. I love it. I like, there's a couple things I like in one of the final scenes. One is that because the characters are at the bar, there's a scene where like you hear someone coming at the door and it's to distract you from Jason being at the window. So I like the fact that there are survivors out of the bar because I'm thinking it's either going to be Jason at the door or the survivors, but you know who it was, right? What? What scene? It's the scene at the very end of part two. It was the little dog is at the door. Oh, that's <laughs> that scene, the very end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the little dog. And then we get the jump scare. Can we talk about that? Sure, yeah. That's where he's got the beard. So Jason, Jason jumps through the window with no mask, and we get the best look yeah. in the whole series. You like bearded Jason. What? <laughs> it's, I don't it's, dislike I, his beard. I think this is where... This is where we get the best look in the whole franchise of what adult Jason's face looks like. Because this is before anything other than nature has done any damage to it. Yep. Um, and it's not pretty. No. Terrible looking beard. So at the end of the movie, we don't know what happened to Paul. We don't know what happened to the dog. We don't know what happened to Jason. But Ginny wakes up, and there's paramedics, and it seems to be just her, and she's the only survivor. And the movie ends. Is there not... There's like a pair of jeans sticking out next to the little shrine in one of the very last scenes that I thought might be Paul. Like the shrine with Pam's head. There's like... On the right, there's like a pair of jeans, like with legs in them, you know. Because next to it is Terry. On Maybe. the left is Terry's body. So I almost feel like he may have taken it, uh, Paul back to the shack. Maybe. Perhaps there's an answer in the novelization. Oh, yeah. You read any novelizations of this? No. Oh. <laughs> I have never found the novelization for that movie. However... I do have the novelization of the third movie, but I have not read it. Okay. I also have the novelizations of Halloween 4, April Fool's Day, and The Fog. That's a cool thing to collect. I read The Fog. Yeah? Yeah. I really want to find... There, there are plenty of people out there who have collections of all the Halloween movies, all the Friday the 13th movies on paperback because they yep. made them all. And you can find them pretty easily. There's always some of them on on ebay but they're expensive they're they're collector's items now who would reprint them yeah yeah well the the fourth movie was reprinted a few years ago and that's why i have the i don't have like an old 80s copy of the fourth movie i have the reprinting and that would be a fun thing to find at like a book sale yes whenever i go into an old bookstore that's what i look for i I go to like wherever there's is for movies for for books based on movies like novelizations of movies sure and it's usually near the fantasy section and i look for those yeah um 
Yeah, I guess that's... Yeah, and he takes a machete real deep into his shoulder, one of the first real injuries that he starts collecting. He, now he starts to collect injuries. He gets a real good is hack with a machete in this one. Is is that what Ginny hit him with, a machete? Yeah, it, it goes like... She hits him like from behind, I think, but it goes like a couple inches into his shoulder. We haven't even talked about the fact that he's living in a shack with his mother's head. No, we haven't talked about shrine. that at all. We haven't talked about the fact that he takes with, the head out like, with him on adventures and puts it in people's refrigerators to frighten them. <laughs> Just to thing. say, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, and he also, I don't know why it's so notable, but he stops to turn off the stove so the apartment doesn't burn down, I guess. Thanks. He's a thoughtful guy. Yeah, he doesn't want to, you know, he's mad at this girl. <laughs> he doesn't want the cat to, he doesn't, you know, <clears throat> he doesn't want the cat to have to be in a burning apartment. The Those movies and the Halloween movies made, often made the mistake of disregarding, not using its characters that it that it builds yeah. and killing its characters and replacing them so quickly and i and i think that everyone just thought they were disposable but the friday the friday the 13th franchise one of its first biggest mistakes was immediately killing adrian king's character alice i alice. think her name was yeah annie's the, the first movie. one and alice is the final girl yeah i think i'm pretty sure and they sh- they sh- that whole scene where they kill her, they just should have cut that. Because then they could have brought her back. In this- they could never bring her back in any of the sequels. The yep. woman that killed Pamela Voorhees well, because she was <clears throat> killed off. And- they would have to say that there whole was- sequence was a dream and- someone was having. That's all. That's what they would have to do. Because they do that from time to time. At <clears> one <throat> point, there was a plan for <clears throat> all of the Excuse final me. girls to come together and kill Jason. Okay. And... One of the scripts that someone wrote, the the plan was to have them all meet at Alice's grave. And resurrect her? Like and dig her up about. with a lightning rod? No, 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 no. <laughs> and Pamela gets resurrected and they do a, a street fighter? <laughs> that must be it. <laughs> now, I would like to see them resurrect Alice. Like all of them? Like a coven of witches? resurrecting her like a big and putting a hockey mask on her and giving her a machete. <laughs> yeah. Having them go at it. That's the, I want to see that one in winter. Sure. <laughs> so this movie was shot where we live. Yeah. Litchfield. We, or That's this movie was shot in Litchfield County, Connecticut. Cool. And that's where I grew up, and that's where uh, that's that's why one of the reasons why this movie is my favorite in the franchise because the woods look exactly like the woods around yeah. here. I yeah. The first shot, the opening shot of the movie, at least that isn't previous footage from the first movie because I think sure. the movie actually opens with like yeah, the first it, movie. The, whole, the first yeah. original footage of the movie is a shot in Waterbury, Connecticut, gas station of the exterior house. No, it's the exterior oh. of Alice's house. Oh, and you see a oh, oh, oh. A puddle. Mm-hmm. And then that house 
that house like the interior of that house was somewhere else though i i want to say it was torrington but i could be making that up cool and then the rest of the movie was shot in kent and new preston wow uh the cabin where it was shot in i guess kent was there until about 10 years ago it was torn down now wait not the not the shack jason's shack made out of garbage no no, the oh, cabin. One like, of the cabins the, that. The okay, like the actual camp cabin. The main, the main cabin. Okay. Like the one, the one where yeah. they're sitting and playing video games with the office and, and dancing shit. with yeah. the and like multiple rooms upstairs. Yeah. No longer, unfortunately. That's too bad. I talk a lot about how also the house Waterbury that they use as the opening shot. Yeah. Also destroyed. No longer. Damn. So a lot of locations aren't. Oh, and the the restaurant, uh, the the bar that the kids all go to, that restaurant yeah. where there's the band playing and all that, burned down. Man. <laughs> wow. The curse of Friday too. <laughs> burned, I, I think like 40 years ago it burned down, a long time ago. Damn. So unfortunately, a lot of the filming locations aren't around anymore, but you can still go to New Preston and find the intersection where at the start of the movie the the kids get their car towed let's go and he uses the phone booth and all that yeah is there a phone booth uh, unfortunately no. there's there, there's no phone booth not just anymore <laughs> but there was never, oh. there was never a phone booth there they put it there for the movie okay and but you can find the buildings and all that and uh that's kind of fun that's awesome. As far as going to the lake, I don't, I don't, I've never been to the lake. I don't know if you can go to the lake. It's private property. Yeah. So, really, what else the... do you want to know about Friday the Thirteenth Part Two? Um, I, I guess that's it. I don't have any more specific questions unless you have final thoughts about it. I can't think of anything. You said, I mean, thank you. Well, let me let me say thank you so much for joining me to talk about Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'll be in touch about... We're going through the, obviously, the Friday the 13th. The, we're going to do the whole series. So That's what we're working Have on Have you now. seen the new A24 film? Like, Talk to Me or whatever? No. What's it called? I think it's called you Talk to Me. You know what I'm me. talking about? Yeah, I think it's called Talk to Me. You haven't seen it? No. I haven't. Did you, did you see Smile? Yes. Did you like it? Yeah. I liked yeah. I thought it was I liked it too. I liked I thought it. it was a real I thought it was a, presented in a very classic horror movie fashion. I feel like it was not I don't know. I don't I don't really want to say like there's a bunch of trendy things that it didn't like go for, but that's what it felt like. It felt like it wasn't trying too hard to be anything other than what it was. It, it felt, you know, like an honest little horror yeah. movie. And I really liked the I big like scary it. monster. I felt it was last like... night. Go ahead. No, I'm going to change the subject. So you finish. Um, I felt it was kind of like the ring, except with like, no, it was, it was, I thought maybe I felt it. I thought it was like, um, you have sex and a thing follows you. It follows. I felt like it was it was like it follows except with like a different vector to spread it. You know, it was like a different yeah. take and I really 
Yeah, I thought it was great. I, I like Smile. Now that I think of it, like, I'm going to watch it again. I, yeah. really, I really like that kind of movie. Yeah, so I absolutely, <laughs> so, I'm absolutely down with Smile. Last night, I watched Pet Cemetery Bloodlines, Bloodlines. I think okay. it's called. I fell asleep halfway through, but I'm going to try it again. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good? Cool. Pretty good. I, I thought it was a pretty good movie. The the my my favorite thing about the movie is that it gets its monster right the the zombies if i can call them zombies like they're undead yeah whatever yeah yeah whatever they are they are portrayed more like they are in the book than in the first movie in the in the book the things that come back from the pet cemetery have this sort of preternatural knowledge yeah yeah, yeah. they know your secrets they know these dark things about you and they start spreading these like they they tell you things to your face that just like break you yep and this movie gets that so i really like that it's what it gets wrong is um it's supposed to be a prequel to pet cemetery right yeah Mm -hmm. it's not and like it's 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 like prometheus yeah in the sense where like obviously it was originally meant to be a prequel okay but someone along the way really didn't want it to be a prequel and just started doing their own thing with it doesn't fred does win it does but my fred doesn't fred gwynn tell this story He's the main character of the story. Yeah, but like in Pet Cemetery, which is part of the reason why it doesn't work. Like, but he does like in but, in Pet Cemetery, the character played by Fred Gwynn does tell this story. This is the story yes. that okay, I just wanted just for a frame of reference, but it's not really in, the story he tells in, in Pet Cemetery. Yeah, and and I'm I'm referencing the movie. I've read yeah, the book, me but too. I've seen the movie like in time. I have so not read the it's book. It's a little fresher. Uh, the in in the movie Fred Gwynn's character, who's Judd Crandall, Crandall, tells a few stories about his youth. First, mm-hmm. he tells he says, "I buried my dog Spot, but he came back and he wasn't the same, and he had to kill his dog again." Mm-hmm. Then he tells the story about this dude who lost his son in World War II, and when his son yeah. came home, he buried his. Son or yep. Timmy and Timmy wasn't the same either and they okay. they they killed each other and, and and all the all the adults surrounded the house oh and um burned the house down with Timmy inside and his father inside too and they both burned down together do you remember this scene I don't remember him saying that the townsfolk burned the house down yes but I re- but I remember him talking about Timmy coming back and being strange and saying strange things to people Yes, and it it culminated with the townsfolk surrounding the house and burning the house down with Timmy inside. And Timmy's father was so distraught that he runs in the house and is fighting with Timmy. And they're like, get out of the house, and he won't get out of the house. And so they all die, and very sad. Yes. This movie is basically supposed to be that story. Okay, but it's not. But it takes a lot of liberties. And by the time you get to the end of the movie, they don't really connect at all. Okay. For one, 
thing, for one thing, Judd Crandall in Pet Cemetery. The stories that he tells are like old local legends from when he was a kid that he himself kind of barely remembers. Right. Okay. He was not, not a key not figure like, in the Timmy, Timmy story. He wasn't a key. He was too young to be a key figure in the Timmy story. And okay. obviously he has a very good memory, like strong memory of his dog coming back from the dead. Yep. But it's like this childhood nightmare that he's telling. Cause, cause remember when, when his newly moved in neighbor across the street, when their cat dies, Judd Crandall is the one that's like, oh, I yeah. know what we can do with your cat. Yeah. And he tells them about the pet cemetery, right? What a, what a wacko. Well, in the prequel, it shows that the, the pet cemetery was not just some passing thing in his life. That uh, he has this whole adventure. He knows, he knows exactly what the pet cemetery does. Okay. He, knows, he knows it's evil. He knows that it whispers to people. So it, it, it makes his actions in the first film make no sense. I got you. Um, and he's also, not only that, but he's the protector. He finds oh. out in the movie that his, oh. that his family his bloodline. is one of like six families in town that are actively protecting the pet cemetery from other people. Okay. So the movie starts with his dad sitting out on the porch smoking cigarettes. And the whole movie, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of talk about the, these young characters in the movie that want to move out of Ludlow and make something of their life. And the father saying, like, yeah, you should get out of here and not do what I did and yep. stay here. And then the movie ends with after this adventure, his father is dead. Judd Crandall finds the diary that his like great great grandfather wrote about the pet cemetery, and it ends with him and his wife Norma. Remember Norma? Oh, in the movie he didn't have a wife, but in the book he has a wife Norma. Okay. And the two of them move back into that house and decide not to leave Ludlow. And it's him at the end of the movie on the porch smoking cigarettes with the book, and he's the loyal protector of Ludlow that's going to keep people out of the pet cemetery. So then when, <laughs> later, <laughs> when his neighbor's cat dies, he's like, oh, I know what oh, you could do dead with that cat. cat. We oh, can- we no problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the, the movie, like, I, I, again, rewrites... I feel like this is a movie that started off in the right place and just went haywire and went off the rails and they went way too hard on it. And it now it that now now it doesn't they they've told his story so hard that it no longer makes sense. If that makes sense. Sure. But now no, if I you mean, forget all yeah, that, that and you absolutely just makes it, sense. As a if you if you think of Pet Cemetery Bloodlines as a standalone movie, I thought it was pretty good. It's got characters with uh, dubious previous connections and histories that you learn about as you listen to these characters speak. It, it introduces characters in a way where, where you clearly know that these two characters have history, but you don't know what it is because they're not just filling it in with a bunch of cheap expository dialogue. You know when you watch a movie like, um, like the My Bloody Valentine remake from 2009 and you have like people who have history 
at the start of the movie, it's it like there's a time jump of 10 years. And then it's like, these people have history and this is so-and-so's ex. And they explain everything with all this expository dialogue of how Do, they know each other. And it's really lame. Is there like a guy in a Did gas mask? Does, do, do people yeah. get killed in a mine? Yeah. Is there a mine yeah. in a cave-in? With a okay. pickaxe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, there, and it's the history of what happened to, to the, involving a cave-in. Is that something that... Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 I'm not. That's one that I saw like one time. But yeah, I'm with you. I guess what I'm saying is, yeah, the plot and the character development in Pet Cemetery Bloodlines is better than what you normally find in some teen slasher. Yeah. Or some cheap ghost movie. It was it was well done, and and that really serves the film because you have a monster that knows your deepest darkest secrets so, it's so cool. when you introduce the characters it's like they obviously are keeping secrets from each other because you can tell there's tension there it it really works could have could they they could have done a little better in that regards and leaned into that more instead of a little scarier. doing what they did where they they kind of they goes off the rails in the third act but it's a movie watching. I, I really liked the first hour of it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it again. It was something I put on very late at night, but yeah, it's definitely on my list to check out again. Is there was there some talk of a TV series, or am I just thinking about Chucky? I think you're thinking about Halloween. A Halloween TV show? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Who's talking about that? This was just recently. So what's been happening in the news recently with Halloween was that there was a bidding war going on with um, a few different production companies bidding on the television rights, it turns out, to the Halloween franchise. Wow, okay. And I think it's because um, Chucky's been very successful. Oh, yep. At least. I, I, I mean, it's on its third season. Yeah. I assume it's successful. It's, it's on its third season, and they're advertising it everywhere. And it, I've been watching it. I'm almost done with the first season. I think it's very good. So first I, one was I'm, good. I'm going to say Chucky's been a hit. But um, there, was a, there, was a, there was a bidding war, and Dimension won the rights to oh. Halloween, which is interesting because Dimension has had the rights to Halloween before. They've distributed Halloween films in the past. If you watch Halloween 6, I think it is, that Dimension logo comes up. Okay, yep. Dimension distributed a lot of things in the 90s. Does Halloween 6 have Paul Rudd? We, it sure does. Okay, so that's 6. Yeah. That 4, 5, and 6 of that series is weird. In... in the one yep. with the really shitty father, they're not are they living in Laurie Strode's house? They are. And the house the Myers house no, is poor. Uh, oh. Well the the My no, they're living in the Myers house. They are, okay. They're living in Okay. I believe. It's it's the Myers house. I'm not sure why I I mean it's but it's not the same house. The house just kept changing. Oh right, okay. Yeah. It, yeah, it was just a different looking set throughout the history of the thing. That's too bad because that's like that's a real that's a that's one of your earliest opportunities for some real iconic imagery. Having like 
a house that's you know in every movie like in nightmare <clears throat> it really is too bad the 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 second movie didn't feature the house very much there's a scene where loomis and one of the cops um goes back to the house and there's a bunch of townsfolk outside kind of throwing rocks and they break a window and uh um loomis says something like uh one of the number was butchered this is awake and you know what some other spooky shit that no one would ever say yeah Holy and shit. they they uh they, and i think there's even like a cop walking around on the like on top of the porch or something like telling people okay. to go home yep 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 and I think that's all we really see of it in the second movie, unless I'm forgetting something. I was going to mention the scene where Sam Hain is written on the wall and there's that drawing that says sister, but that actually happened at a school. Um, okay, yep. That yep. wasn't at the they, they, they Remember, they, they're like, there was a break-in at the school, and they go to the school and they find this shit. Um, so I think it's interesting that that's what he did in the meantime when he couldn't find her as he went to the school, like yeah. instinctually, I guess. Um, then in the fourth movie, the Myers house was not there. It's one of the only movies with Michael to not feature the Myers house at all. Not at all. Not even mentioned. They don't even mention it. Yeah. Just not I don't think they, mentioned the, yeah. it. they definitely don't know it. And the fifth house, we find the fifth movie. We finally come back to the Myers house and it is completely different. It's got a, like a turret. All right. And that's 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 shitty it's, dad. That's Nightmare on Elm Street dad visiting. Just because no, the sixth movie. Oh, the sixth movie has shitty dad. The the sixth movie has shitty dad and Paul Rudd. Okay. And multiple. But in endings. the sixth movie, the house again is completely a different, different house. Yeah. It. it, it just completely different top to bottom each time. Like they thought no one cared and no one would notice who cares. It's just a stupid teen slasher movie. No one fucking cares. Continuity is out the window. His mask is obviously different every time. Anyway, no one even cares. People come to these things. They, they just, they must've made these movies with the strangest attitude. I, I understand not having a big budget, but like, there's just, there's so many things in these movies early on where they just, clearly just didn't think it was important at all to even put an effort to concentrate. <laughs> uh, mostly in 4, 5, and 6 you're speaking of? Yeah, I guess mostly uh, yeah. The the changing of the mask from 4 to 5 was really absurd because it's like we see him put the same mask on. Yeah. <laughs> he, needs, he needs a fresh one. It's got some gunk on it. Yeah, that, you know, those movies are a clear case of not understanding what you have in terms of your characters. The fourth movie was a hit. It introduced Laurie and Rachel, sorry, Jamie and Rachel, and everyone loved those characters. They had great chemistry. People had sympathy for them. And in the fifth movie, they just do away with Rachel. Just thought we needed someone fresh, someone new. Like it just seems like a bunch of idiots in an office. Yeah. Who account just talking about what they can do with the and movie, yeah. coming up with the worst 
ideas like, well, we, we, we need a fresh face. We need, a, we need a new girl. We need a new girl in there. And no, that's not what they needed. And then even worse is what they did to Jamie in the sixth movie, where they didn't even bring back the same actress. And then they unceremoniously kill that character in like the worst way. And they, she was supposed to know, be the uh, new stabber. The diminishing returns they get on that franchise were deserved, earned. Wow. They destroyed they built in 1988 with Halloween 4. And then they made H2O, which was like a good step in the right direction. And they were like, let's not fuck this up. So we're going to make Halloween Resurrection and we'll get Buster Rhymes <laughs> and Tyra Banks. Yeah. Your Buster Rhymes in that movie is just a, just a force. <laughs> just a like not even a cartoon character i don't even know like a muppet whenever he's on the screen but and a lot of that is just this is resurrection is so poorly written not one line makes any sense it's just a mess is it like is it like fucking is it like 80 minutes long is it like 75 minutes resurrection i feel like it's super short and squeezed out it is pretty short yeah yeah, squeezed out is a really good way to put it. <laughs> Do they actually was, they kill Lori in that fucking movie? They, and they kill her right away in uh. the first scene. What I would have done with that movie, make better use of the cameras and the fact that there's an audience watching. Yeah, the whole found the footage second Halloween movie. The second Halloween movie made such good use of those security cameras in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And when you see walking around and the characters don't see him but you do and this was directed by the same guy as halloween 2 rick rose wow yeah rick rose directed halloween 2 and halloween resurrection and so halloween resurrection wow i can totally see why he would want to tackle this i you'd think it would be very good but the movie just didn't make good use of that at all um so that's one thing i would change and also with Lori. Now they didn't have Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, they told to her she, she yeah, she had to do this and she was like, well, kill me then. Yeah, she was so good for her. <laughs> and I get it. And yeah, she oh, was yeah. unhappy with Holiday H2O uh didn't end meaning like it was supposed to right, be the it end was of supposed Michael to Myers end and it didn't, right? So I, I understand all that, but if I if I could have gotten this out of her, I would have instead had the movie start with her in the insane asylum and she sees an ad on television for this web series show yep. that's gonna go live on Halloween night in the mm-hmm. Myers house. And so she breaks out of prison essentially and escapes to go across the country basically because she would be she would be in california yeah that's where h2o was yeah so she would have to get to illinois by the end of the movie she would show up at the myers house and have her final showdown in that house while it was burning down can i say one good thing about halloween resurrection sure 
it was the first movie that actually gave us the Myers house done right. The Myers that the set for that movie was the house from the very first film, top to bottom. Correct. Not like Halloween four, not like Halloween five, Halloween resurrection actually recreated the Myers house before the bloom house movie did it. The bloom house movies also recreated the Myers house very faithfully. But that's one thing I got to give Halloween Resurrection credit for. So if you had had Jamie Lee Curtis and have her with an axe, let's say, having her final showdown in that house while it was burning down, kind of like how the movie did end, but without Buster Rhymes, I thought it could have been really good. Uh, On the way there, at some point in the movie, I would have had some scene where she is in a public restroom because her car broke down and she's got to steal some lady's keys and steal her car to keep going. So that Jamie Lee Curtis is now this like creepy psycho ward lady on the run. Yep. Making her in her own, like kind of like, because like, that scene would mirror obviously the scene in Halloween H2O. Where we see Michael's vehicle that he steals at the beginning. Uh, broken. He steals a black like muscle car yeah. at the beginning of H2O. Uh-huh. Remember? Yep. And we see it at one point broken down by a public restroom. And then a woman with her daughter goes in the ladies' room and they're using the toilet. And Michael comes in and scares the shit out of them and steals their keys and leaves. On right? the radio, they're talking about sending him to space. Yes. <laughs> but Please in the way that I would do in the way that I would do Halloween Resurrection, I would have mirrored that scene, but now it's Lori whose car has broken down and has escaped from a mental asylum yeah. and is dressed like a man. Yeah. has to steal keys, scare the shit out of some family to steal their car, to get to Illinois, to save people from Michael Myers. Man, that's Come cool. On. That I love really that. Good. I love it when they do shit like that. I love it, yeah. That could have been really great. I love it when but the no. hero has to be creepy. That That would be great. Halloween is cool. Halloween, the time of year, is cool. It's my favorite. Thanks for talking. Let's hang out this week. Yeah, you want to? Um, I'll come over this week. Cool. Uh, We just smoke pot and watch a horror movie. Which which evening is, or which afternoon? What is good for you? Because I could make whatever one. Thank you to Mr. Greenwood, and thank you to AKA Weebs, AKA Flyocity. Thank you to Thrash and Michelle. Thank you to Pete and Mr. Greenwood at another time, appearing earlier in this episode. This was a big one. Hooray. Great. Back to it. Here we are. What's going on? Uh, yeah, this is now the day after the last time I spoke with you in the middle of the episode before Greenwood. Um, I'm going to listen to this whole thing again because this whole episode for just not because I worked on it for two weeks, but because there was a big break. And then and I don't know what's been going on. It is Thanksgiving weekend, like I said, which is always a cavalcade of ghoulish behavior and monstrous thoughts and just a bizarre, not quite an end to spooky season. I've been talking about this. I really think it goes on right through Christmas. And I think it really it, things only 
things stop being spooky only when they become horribly bleak and existentially dreadful around January and February. You know how the song goes about what happened with every paper I delivered. Bad news on the doorstep. I couldn't take one more step. And here we are uh, at the beginning of December. I hope everyone's holidays are rolling right along, like the bear and frog say. Best wishes to everybody. Thank you to everyone that worked on this. Um, and also, you know what? Shout out. Thank you to Locke and uh, Saint, who I believe the next episode will be those two people who are, you know, frequent contributors to this podcast. We will be talking about Kindred the Embraced. Wow, I honestly forgot what the E stood for for a second, but we're going to finish up that. Um, uh, following that, we got an episode about the Dragon Reborn, final episode on that. Uh, NaNoWriMo National Novel Writing Month is over. And um, yeah, we're going to be starting, if, you, if, yeah, if you're interested in reading along with us, I think the next book in Wheel of Time is called The Shadow Rising. I could be wrong. That might be a book about like Kirk, Kirk Cameron. Is his name Kirk or Kurt? Who cares? Thank you for being here. If you would like to read along with us that book or anything else or say hi or whatever, uh, most of this occurs on Discord. Get a link to my Discord at koyadk.tv. You can also get a link to my Etsy and Patreon, various other places that I exist and produce content throughout the internet, although I haven't been doing much of that this month. But uh, we're back. We'll be back to a weekly schedule after this. Um, other stuff will be going on. Catch me on Twitch. Whatever. Flacity. Play us the fuck out. Eat shit, internet. 